That's what she said. Welcome to This Is Only a Test. This is episode 37, recorded November 18, 2010. I'm Will Smith. Uh, joining me today, to my left, uh, the inestimable, I don't even really know what that means, Norman Chan. I cannot be estimated. Hmm. Only guesstimated. I guess that you are 5'9". Guesstimate. I, I guessed wrong. Uh, across the table for me today, uh, our, my favorite Englishman, it turns out, Gary Witta. How are you doing, Gary? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm a little partisan to... Um, don't tell Colin. Um, I don't want to hurt his feelings. He'll, he'll probably he's, hear this. He's Scottish, isn't he? No, he's English. He's English. Okay. I'm sure he'll. I'm, I'm sure you've no, I've offended his feelings. I have to tell yeah. him not to listen to this podcast. Yeah, don't, don't don't let him listen to this one. So I, I, it was good to have you guys here last week. I had a good time with that. I thought it was a fun. It's yeah, like, I listened about. It really was an epic length, like a two hour podcast. It was like a bombcast. It length. was like a bombcast. Yeah. Don't tell anybody though. We we don't want to set expectations Classy. at that level. Bombcast. That was a very special thing, and this is kind of a special one because uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Ne- a, a week from today yes. would, is Thanksgiving Day. So this is the podcast that's going to have to get your listeners through the Thanksgiving holiday. We might see if we can jam something out on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Oh, okay. Are people really going to listen to a podcast on Thanksgiving? Uh, well, we have a fair number of users that don't celebrate American Thanksgiving because they're either Canadian or European. Or, or hate their families. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, yeah. Or don't, any number or of reasons. Turkey have allergy, no families. Yeah. Right. Stuffing killed their At mother. At some point, you, gotta, you, know, you need to re- repair to a cool, dark room. Shut the door and, and listen know. to the tested podcast. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I like to do is is while I watch the Lions take their ceremonial beating every Thanksgiving afternoon, you know, I, I sit down, put on a pair of headphones while the football game's on, and I listen to the dulcet tones of my own voice. Do you like the parade? Do you enjoy the, the Thanksgiving you know, parade? The parade, living on the West Coast now, the parade is totally fucked up for me. Because when I was a kid, you'd get up in the morning, like you'd turn on the parade and you'd see all the giant Spider-Man coming down Fifth Avenue or whatever. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. Cause Why? Because it's, it's not it's live? A, no, it's not live. You don't, oh. get the, you don't get the drama. Do they show a live version? Yeah, they totally the show a live version. Like at 6... It starts at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and it goes until like noon. Yeah, but you're getting the tape delay on the West Coast. Yeah, right? I, I mean, if, if there's no... Like oh, his Santa going to arrive at the end. <laughs> you're pretty yeah. much sure how it's going to turn out. You couldn't be Rickrolled along with America. Yeah, but you know, and Rick yeah, all good. the good surprises are gone. And like if some dude gets lifted away with a balloon, you're not going to see that. Well, that, that and, and, you know, surprises now, are only gone if you're checking the internet between on Thanksgiving Well, that, that's morning. the way to do it When now? do I not the Live experiences are all shared with Twitter. I mean, can you not have like a little bit of an internet blackout on Thanksgiving morning? Dude, you just shared the live experience you were having here moments ago with uh, your Twitter fan followers. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you, you share, share it with thing. yourself. Right. That's true. But right, and then you picked up my phone. You're like, hey, look, here's that picture I just took on my phone. But maybe on Thanksgiving, though, you're more likely to, spe- more likely to be spending time with your family and not – oh, who are, we, who are we kidding here? This you're, is the tested audience. Well, no. I mean – They're going to be glued to their, their, their tech devices. I like to think that on Thanksgiving, everybody takes a minute – Kills a bird, stuffs it full of bread, jams it in the oven for five or six hours, and then gorges themselves until it gets loaded. And you know what? Basically. Maybe maybe Cheap what we wine. can be thankful for this year is all the amazing technology in our lives, which we were just talking about before the podcast. We do we live in a, take we take it for granted. It, the first thing I wrote when I sat down to come to work at Tested was 
that we live in a world of wonder. And then I posted and he's like, hey, this is just like that Louis C.K. thing. Louis like, C- Who the fuck is Louis C.K.? Louis C.K. was and absolutely – uh, the funny. whole sitting on a chair in the sky bit yeah. is, is very true. And you know, people getting confused, getting annoyed with their cell phones don't respond. You know, the signal is going into space and give it a second. But you know, we, we live in an age of entitlement and wanting everything. Of miracles though yeah. is what we live in. Yeah. I mean, look, I have a thing in my pocket – on which I can look up pretty much anything from the vast sum of human knowledge yeah. in a relatively short period of time. I don't have to send a card back with some troll deep into the stacks of some massive library. I don't have to go consult an oracle on top of some mountain someplace. I just type it into Google and the answer comes back fractions of a second later. I had lunch with Colin just before the podcast and we were just talking about the Xbox 360. He's been watching you know, ESPN HD and downloading Netflix. And again, we take it all for granted, but just take a minute to, to, to step back and, and look at that. And if, if, when we were kids growing up, we couldn't even imagine the stuff that we had. So can now. we talk about ESPN 3 for a sec? Because sure. like, I look at that. Have you, have you played with that at all, Norm? I have not. It's it's great, right? So the video quality on that thing that comes across the Xbox is better than what Comcast delivers perfect on HD. the normal channels. Yeah. It's, but is it li- it's not live. It can be. Some oh. of it's live. If there's a live event, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... It, it's, what happens during ads then? Uh, you get... It's like when you watch satellite feeds or so when you watch says, pay-per-view. There's, there's that animation that says... Oh, no, we're running an ad break. Now. Yeah, taking a brief commercial break. Sometimes you get to hear the like the commentator audio over the over the thing. It's I mean it's 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 very reminiscent. It's more professionally packaged, but it reminds me a lot of like the old nine foot satellite dish days when you just tap into the NBC feed yeah. and hear you know Walter Cronkite cursing in between segments. And if you if you've got a hankering to watch Sports Center, for example, you don't have to wait for the next one to roll around. You just dial up ESPN three, and it'll play whatever the most recent Sports Center well, was. I guess. I mean, the other thing that's awesome for me, I'm a Tennessee University of Tennessee football fan, not a Titans fan. I got nothing to do with that business. But uh, I mean, I, I can sit down. They're a terrible team this year. Not good at all. Awful. But like, maybe that's why. Not you, quite Cal bad. That's why no, no blackouts. Well, uh, I live in the wrong area for blackouts. You know, if I lived in Knoxville, then there'd be blackouts. But here, not so much. I think they still sell out the stadium anyway. But but the upshot is, I can watch them beat the shit out of Boise State or whoever it is they're playing without having to pay thirty bucks, which is what I had to do last year right. for a standard def, terrible quality. As long as it's not on CBS or or some other network. As long as it's on ESPN, it's on that ESPN3 thing, which is totally badass. And just the presentation is great. There's something about those massive Jumbotron screens with little Xbox characters kind of milling around I like that. in the foreground. It's just fun. It's just great. And there's a few things I don't like about the ESPN3. I, I really feel like they should have given me the option of following teams, not just sports. So like you can tell that you like college football. You can tell that you, can like, you like curling. It'll put that stuff front and center. But I don't give a shit about you know Big 12 college football. But I want to watch SEC there football. enough content? Well, to fill up a channel if it's just one team. I, I mean, okay, f- fair enough. But I mean, I'd rather have not. I'd rather not have a constant stream of content and have just and not have to go digging because there's no search or anything like that. Well, that's I mean, the biggest fear. Drag on that. You go, you launching the app and no content shows up. Well, that's true. Okay, so anyway, I I think it's super cool. That's gonna and this is gonna be my theme, I think, for this Thanksgiving, and I would encourage. We're gonna um, we're gonna post this do stuff the same. Is for, be, for, be thankful for yeah. the technology and the amazing things that we that we nine times out of ten take for granted. Well, and I'm gonna take it one step further. I'm gonna say go to the blogs on Tested, your user blogs, where you can post your own thing. I'm gonna post one. Norm's gonna post one. Gary, you're welcome to join us. What, we're gonna what, post what things that we're for? thankful for. Technology yeah. that we're thankful for. The, I mean, the list is. I mean, my list is basically everything. I mean, there's almost. No, apart from maybe my Wii, which, you know, just kind of gathers dust these days. Well, that's thankful. what she said. <laughs> very, very good, sir. I am, I am thankful for almost, for almost everything. 
I yeah, it's, we live in an amazing time. I mean, stuff's expensive. It's a hard times. Economy's bad. All that, but fucking miracles surround us. Anyway, what what, what are you guys testing this week? What's going on, uh, Norm? Uh, we got a bunch of stuff in. Lots of um, stuff. So we have a couple of reviews going up next week. Uh, we have our big roundup. Uh, set top meter players. Oh, hold on, what, what, hold on, we're done with those. I, I think we're think. finally. No, we're not done, but we're just gonna oh, put it up anyway. I, there's there's an unending stream. I think like three more were announced just this morning. Why did why did they release them all within like three weeks of each other? Um, because I, I just, this is. Ugh. I think I said this before. This holiday, everyone has a big HDTV. No one is buying 3D TVs, and these system on a chip processors are cheap enough now that set top boxes are the home theater enthusiasts perfect this is like boxy box and that kind of boxy box Box. apple tv wtv live wtv roku google tv asus has one orb has one the sling box that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff seems like this is a i mean and you know and and again something else to be thankful for is sites like tested that help you figure this stuff out because it seems like this is a very confusing marketplace there's a lot of terrible terrible products it's confusing not only because you don't know which one is the best but you can't even compare them directly they all do different things Right. Yeah. And like with wildly varying quality levels. I mean, just just looking at the difference in the Netflix app, Netflix apps across all these different products, it, it is absolutely incredible. Some of them are really amazing. And then some of them are like that very first Xbox or Roku Netflix app where you could just see your instant cue. Oh, by the way, since just very quickly while we're on that, you know, I, when we talked about Apple TV recently, I said that one of yeah. the strengths Apple TV has is that it's the best set-top Netflix streaming uh, interface and solution. Uh-huh. I think I may have to revisit that in, in light of the new Xbox 360 Netflix, which is massively improved. It's really the good. Version. The it's Roku, very impressive. I, I think that I've used both of them quite a bit. I think that the Apple TV, I think they're pretty much equivalent. The big advantage that the Xbox has is you can get that Xbox controller with the with the th- thumb keyboard on it. Yeah. To type in. Which makes search. typing in much easier. That's handy. But, and it but, has that more, that, that Zoom Windows phone uh, horizontal right. navigation, yeah. which I love. I, right. I still would argue with the Apple is preferred because of its quieter mm. and uses yeah. less power. And you yes, don't pay 60 true. bucks a year for it. That's it's true. instant on. You, you turn on the Apple TV. You, oh, it never turns off. If you, if you actually had to make a purchase decision and you just wanted Netflix, you'd still yeah. go with for 99 bucks and it's very quiet. Yeah, you don't pay the, you know, the Xbox I'm just saying overall the either. best experience is probably st- is, is now I think the Xbox has pushed ahead again. Which is I look perfect example of why these boxes are they do different things. I would hate to have to be like someone at Best Buy or whatever and like someone who hasn't got a clue. <laughs> well, you're going to walk well, out with I, this. I, I want one of these uh, yeah. uh, bo- uh, Netflix top set oh, boxes, oh. and what do I do? And like, well, you know, you're there's, there's no simple well, no. answers. Like, and then well, a Best Buy, you sell them the most expensive one, of course. Yeah, they, yeah. they walk out with a Google TV, and then right. they right. go home weeping. <laughs> okay, then I then I take, then I'll, I'll rephrase it. I'd hate to be someone who had to give like an honest, unbiased opinion of like actually steering towards uh, steering someone towards like the right. You know, they, they scare. That's what we do for a living. You know what I'd like to do. I'd like to go to Best Buy with a hidden camera and give people good advice inside Best Buy. I wish I had a camera the, the, the time that guy tried to tell me that I really needed to spend 150 bucks on a monster HDMI cable. <laughs> I wish I'd have had a camera. Uh, so I bought a new TV last week. We've talked about this a little bit. I yeah. think we kind of skipped over it, but it's, it's starting to sink in. Like it's a, I got this big giant TV in my living room now. How big was your old one? 50. So it's a good eight inches bigger. Eight inches is a lot. That's what she said. <laughs> we're going to do this all day. I think we're going to look. But that's what um, she said. Yeah, yeah. So it was a fun – you know, I, I have to say I, I, I normally don't buy big stuff at Best Buy. But in this case, I kind of wanted to because I wanted to be able to return it in case I didn't like the TV. And I got a comparable deal to what I was going to pay online. Interesting thing about it is I bought the 3D TV. I bought the Panasonic, the FX series, I think. or, or, or Sorry, 
VT maybe VT twenty five VT eighty five VT fifty eight. So this is fifty eight inch fifty eight inch plasma. It does three D. It's the three D one. There's only one. How much did you chose plasma because it was it, it was the cheapest for the biggest size. Yeah, I could have gotten the same reliable. Like basically, I was looking at the Sony Bravi at fifty inches or the Panasonic at fifty eight for about the same price. And ultimately, I like I looked at the pictures, stood stood back. I mean, the trick in Best Buy is you can't stand right up against the wall. When you're looking at giant ass TVs like that, because that's not how you're going to look at it in your living room. No, you got to sit. Everything looks terrible back. a yeah. foot away. Yeah, uh, you, I don't think you can even you can't even watch a t- look at the TV at Best Buy because they're all using the same feed that's like diluted. Well, that's know, true. Yeah, and they're all sources. in torch mode. I mean, it's right. not indicative of what you're really. Yeah, there's no real calibration either. Yeah, I mean, the, that was the interesting thing when you turn on the, t- the Panasonic for the first time. It says, "Is this going to be a demo unit or is this going to be something in your house?" And the other thing that gives <laughs> you a false, I think, very negative impression, and it amazes me that they don't fix this immediately, is that bullshit motion flow effect they put on all these TVs. The, I was watching Avatar. I was in Best Buy yesterday, and they were showing an Avatar. You even okay. like 120 hertz to 40 hertz. Yeah, the the, the motion oh, smoothing yeah, 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 that yeah. makes it look like it's all shot on a on a camcorder. Yeah. It's just terrible. Which actually, yeah. it it makes like movies like uh like Paul Greengrass movies look like camcorder even more camcorder. Yeah. But it just but, but it makes it look like it CG was all... movies doesn't work at all. You can it oh, really yeah. hurts CG yeah. movies. Yeah, I was I was looking. Uh, I think I was Avatar and King Kong was another one I saw where I was like something, and I couldn't figure out the first time I ever saw. I can't figure out something's not right here, but this looks like a TV show, not a two hundred million dollar movie. No, and that motion smoothing effect just it just destroys the cinematic. Well, it's bad. Yeah, you're, you're only supposed to use it for sports. Apparently, yeah. it's good for sports, but nothing else. Yeah, tennis. So, so I went through, did all the calibration stuff. I did the did the disc right, the IS, not the ISF disc, but the. Digital Extreme or whatever that the recommendation thing is. is. Is that the Home Video Essentials? Home Video thing? Essentials. I would okay. recommend go. actually going going on some forums and, and getting mm-hmm. some recommendations. Well, so, so that's where I was going to go is I ended up going to the home theater to the AV forum, AVS forum, and there was a post of recommended settings for my exact TV. Mm-hmm. I went in, loaded all that up, and it looks awesome. Like Does it so look much better than the default? Markedly better than the default. There was a THX preset that was pretty good. Um, but the, but the, but this dude, I can't, I wish I could remember what the guy's name was, but there was a forum thread for this particular TV and the guy had gone through and like done, gotten paid for the ISF calibration, which is where you pay the dude 300 bucks to come to your house and right. he like measures light levels and all sorts of nonsense. But ultimately um, all he's really doing is just changing settings in the menus, right? He's not. Sometimes they access like pro mode. There's okay. a pro, there's additional levels of settings that you can't okay. normally access. Uh, but upshot is it's pretty good. I've even been doing some 3d stuff, which I didn't, I, I kind of wasn't particularly excited about, but I was. Like I, I didn't want to spend two thousand dollars on a TV that I was going to have to replace three years down the line just in case. Uh, so I've been playing COD Blops, which has three D support. Yeah, how is that? It's it's surprisingly cool. Um, Do you get like the grenade debris explosions like coming at you in, in your face and stuff? I don't think stuff jumps out of the TV so much. It's more that like when you iron sight and you look up through like an ACOG scope or a red dot. Scope oh, we or talked like about that. that we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you can see through the you can like see the walls of the scope. Right, it looks cool. like you're looking through something. Uh, everything else kind of fades out, and I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I think it's good for single player, but I would never use it for multiple. Yeah. yeah, there's a huge right. frame rate hit on right. both PS3 and Xbox, and you actually lose a lot of resolution with the Xbox as well. So that's kind oh, of a drag. Lose resolution, yeah. So it's all yeah. unconverted. It's with all the, with the scaler. Yeah, exactly. So um, you, you definitely lose a little bit. It's I, it's neat. I haven't watched any movies or anything yet. We only have one pair of glasses, so. I think I'm going to go pick up another pair and maybe Gene and I will watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, because you don't have a lot of options right now. I think there's <laughs> That's like the only movie pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, How to Train Your Dragon. I, I was hoping that like some Toy Story 3 or something like that would be out, but not so much. I think uh, Christmas Carol is coming out that has true 3D. Not, not interested in that, really. 
I'm just saying these. I mean, these are yeah. your options. Yeah, no, I know. So now there's but, three movies. But the cable, the, the the cable providers need to get like Sky in the UK already has a, a 3D channel up and running. Mm-hmm. They need to get that going. ESPN here. is 3D right now. Yeah, Comcast has placeholder channels yeah. for us. They're like 800 and something, but your box has to support it. Right, and a lot of the boxes don't. But right. I think they'll just swap it out for one that does. So, uh, so yeah, that's the TV update. It's the VT model. Actually, so your your eight inch upgrade VT fifty feel, feels very big now. Yes, As I remember the first time I got my sixty one inch TV. Yes. And I was like, oh my god, this dominates the room. Now it's just what's normal to me. It doesn't. It, eventually, yeah. I'll settle down. It'll just feel normal. Yeah. So Gary, HD TV Quest. Yeah. So we have to get serious. I was in yeah. Best, I was I wandered into a Best Buy yesterday. So I'm I'm starting to get serious. It didn't have a Magnolia, so they didn't have any of the really high end TVs I was interested in. Okay. Um, like a fifty five inch. Uh, Samsung was kind of again. I, I I don't want 3D, but again, I want it just to be on. Just You're in the, the same boat I am. Side. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to not buy it and then have, feel inadequate two years from. But now. The, my big thing is, so my current TV is 61 inches, and that's a DLP. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to sacrifice. I want to go to LCD or plasma, but I don't want to have to sacrifice size, and that's because you're used to the that's yeah, you, limited. You, you don't want to go to a 50 from 60, right? I don't even I don't even want to go to 58 from 60. I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna see the difference because again, that 61 so you're, inch you're just seems normal to 65. Me. Not necessarily. I mean, again, sixty-one is my. I'm but, no, but I mean, in, in terms of technology, it jumps from like fifty-five to sixty-five. If I'm yeah, if I'm seeing models. a size increase as well, then that's all for the good. Oh man, Gary, I got to keep up. That's, hey, that's that's really expensive for you, you, a sixty-five well, inch LCD. You guys, I don't know what, uh, what are we? What am I going to be paying? Uh, Three plus. What about a plasma? Uh, I don't know if plasmas go up to sixty-five. I don't think, I don't think they do. Uh, Panasonic might do a sixty-five. Doesn't have to be sixty-five. I mean, I mean again, I'm, I'm happy with a sixty or a sixty-one. I, I, can I can I share? So when I got the plasma that I that I just replaced, I had had a fifty-five inch big ass CRT rear projection tube TV before. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice a difference going from fifty-five to fifty. Here's something also consider, Gary. Are you going to put your TV on the wall or are you going to have it on a stand? It'll be on a stand. Okay, a stand's good because right now because you have a DLP, it's away from the wall. If you're going from DLP, which I'm doing from DLP, to something I'm playing, I'm mounting on a wall, it's going to look even smaller. It's going to be farther away. You just yeah. sit mine, mine, will be in the same, mine will be in the same position. Just, just move your sofa like three feet closer. You'll never know the difference. I'm kind of feeling even if, I, even if the, the screen is a little smaller, though, I'm going to enjoy the, 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 the bigger viewing angle. Again, I can't even stand up with yeah. my DLP without it feeling like it's, it's well, washing out a little and bit. And like during the daytime, if you're watching TV in the afternoon or something, oh, it'll terrible. look a lot better. Yeah. yeah. A, I mean, huge improvement for us. So, what, so Norm, how are we going to approach this? What's the plan, guys? I, I think the plan is uh, pick... Well, you either go with a... I guess it's, it's, it terms, uh, budget determines it, right? So based on your budget, you're going to either go with a really big plasma or a more moderate LCD. Mm-hmm. But the LCD, you get certain advantages like thickness and viewing angle. Thickness I don't care about because like I said, once it's it's situated, it's who cares? That's where we ended up. Um, Viewing, I mean, does LCD have better viewing angle than plasma? Uh, Mm. Depends which maker. Yeah. Which manufacturer. It has to do with what kind of panel they use and how close the panel is to the front glass. Well, there's there's really only, I think you said before, there's just a handful of brands that we should be limiting ourselves to. Yeah, so if we're looking at high end, yeah. With high end, I think... uh, Plasmas is going to be Panasonic, the only ones who make the really nice new yeah, I think LG plasmas. plasmas were okay, but they're kind of hefty. Yes. Like heftier than I liked. And then for LCD, it's Samsung or LG. And Samsung LG, the models that came out CS this year, some of them have the, the full LED backlit, and many of them are still LED, LED side lit. Um, so some, some of them there. do adaptive side lighting with channels or something. Though. Adaptive side lighting is, is fine. It's okay. It's not ideal. Yeah, I, but, I, but the full LED backlit ones, uh, those are really expensive. Yeah. 
So what's the plan? Are we just going to go to a, a Magnolia and start poking around or what? How are we gonna, I, how are we I, would, I would like to see some. I like to see them in the flesh and I like to yeah. get them from a store so I can take it back if, the, if it's the no The hardest good. part about buying a TV and buying it from a store uh, as opposed to buying it online is like Samsung will have four different 55-inch models. All like two of them came out last year and two of them came out this year and they're minor differences. And so like one and, and, and the two higher – like. The two higher end ones that came out from the, each year will have the 3D and then the other two won't. So they're not like, you can't say one is going to be the best 55 inch and one is the worst. You have to pick and choose features. Right. You have to look at, like, I ended up looking at number of ports and the 3D thing and refresh rate and, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a big problem. One other thing I found, and this was a real bummer, I don't have an HDMI compatible receiver. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to run HDMI cables up to the TV and then pipe the audio back through the optical out on the TV. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. It's huh. it, well, I mean, it works, but you only get two channel sound. It won't do Dolby Digital or DTS. It's the whole point of having a receiver. The whole fucking point of having a receiver. So I I had to then tear everything down again and put optical cables from the stuff that I cared about 5.1 sound on. And at some point I'm going to have to upgrade the receiver as well. So. Yeah, yeah, receivers. Had, I had the same thing. I had an old component the, receiver the and had an HDMI receiver. Yeah. Is this even a good time to be buying TVs? I don't I could I feel like this always the end of the Super year. Bowl season is always when the great deals come along mm. and it, it, you know, it's the end of the model year by by the time they get to Super Bowl, you might be looking at closeouts and stuff like that. And you may not be able to get exactly you you'll get a good deal, but you may not get exactly what you were looking for. And the holiday is always pre-CES, so they will announce new models at CES, but the models they announce there won't come out until summer. Or March at the earliest. Probably. Are we likely to get a better – maybe you know, we can go look at the TVs that we like, but then if we buy online, maybe we can save some money. Well, so I, I thought about that. You can negotiate some. If, you're, if, if, you bring it, if you whip out the Amazon card, I found that I was able to get a fairly significant discount. Kind of wave it in their face. Yeah, just be like, look, dude, I can get this for $1,700 at Amazon – Free yeah, shipping, do, no tax. But they don't do price matching on Amazon stuff. No, they? they won't do price matching, but they'll, you know, they, you, you can, can, you can, you can negotiate. You can the get, you can, you can meet out, in the middle. Check how much stock he has. Right. You know, they want it off the shelf. They kind of eyeball you. don't want to go in looking too nice. Like, don't shave that day. Wear kind of, do the Bill Cosby thing. Wear kind of a scruffy old t-shirt and jeans and, you know, you know, don't, don't wear your finest. Don't bust out the, the $500 wallet or anything like that. Right. You know, hide your, put on a Timex, scratch it up some maybe. You this know, is not a difficult look for me to pull off. You're, 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 you know, the, the one advantage of buying online method, is Gary, it, it, not buying from necessarily Amazon, but you can get from other retailers like brick and mortar retailers that are just out of state, and then you won't have to pay the tax. And uh, this time of year, they're actually, uh, even though the TVs not, might not be as cheap as Super Bowl, they will do a ton of bundles with like the Blu-ray players and and the glasses and stuff. Yeah, but I thought I found the Blu-ray bundle to be a ripoff. They were charging two hundred dollars for a fifty dollars yeah, Blu-ray if player. If you have a PS3, you don't. And need a whole shitload of glasses. My only problem with the buying online is, what do you do if you want to return it? It's just a hassle. You got a sixty-inch TV. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I don't want that's to why that I back down to the post buy. office. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep the box for a while. I know. I think I'm keeping the box forever. I think I'm. I think when I move, I'm putting the TV back in the box. Is that crazy? That, that, I never keep the box more than th- like half, half a box. I have a garage full of boxes. I keep it to the point where I'm comfortable I'm not going to have to send it back. When I, got my, I bought my Samsung DLP uh-huh. from Amazon, and I, when it came, I had nothing but trouble with it. I actually had to have the Samsung text. came out three or four times. They took it away Oof. for a couple of weeks and to replace the light engine, and it was a big hassle before it would work. Light engine sounds like something from Tron. I mean, it's like the warp core of a DLP yeah. TV. I mean, your dilithium crystals were out of alignment. Yeah, it was all. It's, it was the mirrors. Yeah, it was all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because there's like of millions of, of these tiny mirrors. There's many different things that can go wrong. 
Okay, so what else have we been testing? Uh, boxy, boxy box. I spent a shitload of time with that this weekend. Um, it's it's kind of awesome. Like it's neat. Now, what does this one do? It presumably gives you access to Netflix, like all the others do. No Netflix. Nope. Oh, really? No, no, no. Well, that's so, terrible. N- not yet. So what? What Boxy does? Well, do you want to you want to go, Norm? Well, Boxy is software, yeah, primarily, and it's it's been open source software that uh, it was a fork top- off XBMC. Yeah. Um, so you've you've been able to get Boxy for a while now on on your Mac or on your PC or, or on a Linux oh, okay. HTPC. Uh, the Boxy Box is just that software in a pre-made HTPC. So what does this software with, do? What service so does it provide? It, it plays files off your local hard drives or off network. Yawn, all my consoles do that already. No, 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 well, no, 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 no. Your consoles don't play like uh, MKV files or uh, yeah, Dimex it, files like, or so, XFID so files. This, oh, so this, this will basically squirt anything out no matter pretty what Pretty much anything format. we threw at it will work. That's good to know. Right? Yeah. And so you don't have to transcode. Like with a console, you'd run PS3 Media Server or Twonky on, your, on a home server and then transcode and you get lower bit rates that, that will make it run better. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah, basically. here, if you have a network or if you have a, you know, a bunch of hard drives, plug it into the boxy. Place. But does it does this give me access to stores or rental well, so destinations of any kind? Yes does, and no. Yeah. So the other thing that it does before we go on about the streaming right. stuff is it pulls all the metadata from the internet from IMDb or something. So, so it's pretty so, smart. So like it looks and sees that your file is named Alice in Wonderland and it pulls the cover art, the description, the title, the yeah, actors, the Yeah, but more often year. than not you get the wrong version no, of the information. Yeah. So it's, out of 500 movies, I think it missed about 20 on my okay. collection. So it was yeah. pretty good. It looks at the length and it looks at, you know, and the file name, and it's pretty good. All right, it's quite clever. Um, so it does that, and then it also has a channel where you can get web streams. So uh, like CBS and South Park, they all have their shows that you can watch online the day after. Um, that's not on Hulu. Uh, so here, it even does some Hulu stuff actually. Like the NBC Hulu, Hulu stuff worked. So yeah, surprised. so you get that, and it's it's a nice interface. So you don't have to go to the website; you just click. It's it's like your channel browsing. You go to the South Park channel. And it has the episodes there in the box interface. You're never on the website. Okay. You click play, and then it will, in the background, load up the website, load up the Flash bra- uh, went, uh, player, right. and run it full screen. And full screens it. Yeah. So, I mean, All right. the thing is, after using it for, use, like, the part of it that's good is the streaming the local content, right? The stuff that I use the Xbox or PS3 for right now. The places that it's bad, like, the, the having access to every episode of South Park ever made is pretty cool. But for the most part, that web scraping stuff is so slow and unwieldy, I'm never, ever going to use it in the real world. I'm just going to use this thing for streaming movies across my network is what it seems like to me. And the problem is because there's no like, formal standard for web video. Like you know, Hulu has their own player and their own, their own site design. And Boxy tries to scrape it all at once um, in some uniform way. And, and so it's, it's not perfect. And right now, no Netflix, no Hulu Plus. There is Voodoo coming, renting. Coming soon. Coming soon. Voodoo uh, coming soon. Coming sooner. Um, and it's $200. So it's, it's kind of pricey for this type of device. I tell you, this whole set-top box market is the most fragmented, confusing thing in technology right now. It makes Android look sane. Oh, my God. Well, the, the set-top <laughs> boxes in general have always been fragmented. Like Sony, Mitsubishi, Toshiba, they've all made their own players and their own interfaces but the formats were all the same, right? VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Now it's the internet and right. internet files. And that's where the problem is. Right. right. There's no way to make sense of it all. Right. Well, and the, the other problem is that the, the stores, you know, right now the current state of even buying content online is as if you had to go – in order to watch stuff that you bought at Walmart, you had to buy a player from Walmart. In order to stuff, buy stuff you bought from Target, you have to buy a player for Target. 
right? I mean, if you want to watch Amazon stuff, you buy a Roku box. If you want to watch Apple TV stuff, you buy an uh, yeah, iTunes stuff, you buy an Apple TV stuff. That. It's insane. They've, there's got to be a standard. I, I don't think it's ever going to happen, though. So, you know, in the meantime, get ready to spend a lot of $99. By the way, talking to set-top boxes, the other thing I noticed when I was at Best Buy yesterday was Google TV everywhere. Big promotional kiosks. Do and- not buy Google TV unless you're a Dish Network subscriber. And even maybe not then. It is a bad, bad product. There's no equivocation from you on this one at all. Do not buy this product. It is bad. In all of its incarnations, right? The Logitech ones, no I've good. used two of the, the boxes. Ones, no good. I haven't used the one that was built into the TV. I haven't paired it with the Dish Network box, which supposedly gives it access to the contents of the DVR, which was the big... Which is what it should... All of them should that, be doing. That's what it... In a smart, super clever world, that's what, would, that's what it would do. I, it's, they are not worth money. Don't spend – if they give them to you for free, then go put it on Craigslist and sell it to some schmuck for 200 bucks. It reminds me of web TV all over again. In it's not that bad, but it's close. It's just – they're just – they're just right now, it's way too early. They shouldn't be selling those as products. It's beta. I just thought it was interesting that you know they, they really are – they seem to be putting a certain amount of money behind it because they had big yeah. promotional kiosks and yeah. pushing it. You know, Press this button to see a demo of Google TV and all that kind of stuff. Well, this is the problem with Google. They, they – you know, it's their shotgun method. They do everything. But they're really just a, a search company, right? An, an internet company. Well, and, and their phone. To be fair, their phone market, their phone, their phone comp- business is doing fine because they bought Android to do it, right? Well, this is Android too. But Android was originally a, a phone OS. They didn't. They didn't buy you know a a set top box maker and, and designer to do this. Yeah, I mean the the fundamental problem with this is that they didn't. Is that the, they're not requiring the people who make these boxes to have tuners. If if the box had a tuner, you jammed a cable card in there, and all of a sudden it was the DVR, not – it was a stupid front end for your existing DVR, it would make more sense. Because if it was a pretty good DVR and it was free and you could search the internet and you could search the contents of your DVR fo- folders, like that's something that's conceivably a TV. See, this is why I'm surprised that Google didn't just go to Comcast and Time Warner and, and, and get that stuff embedded right into the boxes you're already going to have in your house. Com- Comcast and Time Warner don't want that. They don't want to. They don't want to have. They are happy with providing, you know, trickling out interesting new services on a on the schedule that they want, rather than having a third party. That's why TiVo isn't in your Comcast box right. too. I mean, that was working they five years ago. They want to control the the means of production. Yeah, they want to trickle and, and out updates huge one at a time. Off, you know, off IPTV basically by selling it not as that four bucks a month. Yeah, per so box. So you you have Comcast. Have you tried that app? Is that out yet? The iPad app. Yes, it's fantastic. App. Oh. Um, it's an iPhone and an iPad app. Tell us and about it. Um, well, basically, what it does is it turns your iPad or your iPhone into a very uh, advanced touchscreen remote control for your TV. So you, rather than for your cable box, for your yeah, for your cable box. So you register your um, you know, once you you register your Comcast information into the app. Okay. It it pulls up all the DVRs. I have four DVRs in my house in different rooms. And it goes, okay. you have we have we have seen you have four DVRs. You name them all. Okay, this one's the living room. This one's the office. You can, it's quite easy to figure out which is which. Okay. Uh, and then you, for each one, it pulls up a channel guide. Um, and so rather than picking up the TV remote and pressing guide to flip through the, uh, the, the rather slow uh, on-screen channel guide, I can just you know, swipe and, and flip my way through the iPad version of that. And is it fast? It's incredibly fast. Huh. And I push a, I push a button. Uh, let's, let's say I'm, I see the ESPN channel in my line. I press Sports Center's on right now. Okay. And it says, do you want to watch this now or do you want to record it? Oh, nice. And I press watch now, and um, somehow, it, somehow it's, it's hooked up to the cable box, and the cable box switches the channel. Do, are your cable boxes plugged into your home network? Or is um, this coming across no, the cable is, network? This is coming across the cable network. Oh, so wow, it's, that's it's cool. from the iPad 
wireless to your router to the internet to yes. Comcast and then back, back over the yeah. cable. And it only huh. takes about a second to, for the channel to change. And you control Seconds all your cable time. boxes this way. Yes. But the only thing it doesn't do, which I'm disappointed by, is there's no uh, DVR controls. I can't pause live television or mm. fast forward. You'd think that it would bring well, up a little... Well, the thing the delay for that would be too, too much. So Maybe. The, the thing when I saw this, I thought it was going to be was like a, a iPad-based front end for all the stuff that's on that Xfinity.tv site, which it's not. That was a little bit of a bummer. But the remote sounds kind of cool, too. Well, look, here's, I'll show you right now. Here's the Xfinity app running Can we change on, the uh, channel? Is Lee at home watching? Uh, well, we... this is the thing. You could probably mess with the TV right now from, yeah. from far away. So, okay, so, that's, so that's cool. You can, you can That's okay. actually now the remote for my TV from over here as I, as I scroll through the program. Right I mean, this, this, is, this is actually a cool, useful thing. Yes. And the fact that it's going – this is, again, back to the world of tomorrow. That, the fact that it's going to like some centralized Comcast server and then that's coming back down an entirely different path to your TV – that's crazy. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Having said all this, ironically, I am coming closer and closer to feeling like I can cut the cord. Because <laughs> I'm looking at, you know, I, I, again, I was talking today about the shows that I watch every week. And there's maybe four or five shows that I record every week. Yeah. Nine, probably, probably in excess of 99% of the content that Comcast makes available to me, I don't ever watch. Right. 90, 95% of the channels. Probably three nines, yeah. Yeah, 95% of the channels at least. Um, I mean, it's nice to have them there. It's comforting to know that if I ever want to watch the Food Network, it's there for me. You can watch but, Speed Vision, Golf Channel, yeah, I don't, but Space I don't, Network, exactly, exactly. NASA I TV. I don't ever do those things. Really? Sometimes I watch the NASA Channel. Makes me feel a little less nerdy, though. Makes you feel less nerdy to yeah. be watching the NASA well, Channel? Well, I mean, I'm watching those guys. They're oh, they're, crazy they're nerdier nerds. than you. Yeah, I got, okay. I got nothing on them. So I don't know. Maybe I can. Like, the HBO thing is still a problem. But then maybe I can just got, get the de- you know just wait until the end of the season and get the box sets. Yeah, or, and that would still work iTunes. out cheaper. Yeah, than, you than, think way cheaper. Think, yeah, HBO whatever being their interest to offer their content outside of their cable deals or are they locked in? I don't know how that works. I, I mean, basically they make money a fairly significant amount of money on every single subscriber. I, I think that they have to. I I, I don't think that they could. Make as much every money. single subscriber, even though even if people who aren't opting into HBO, no, off of every single HBO subscriber. Why don't they cut out the middleman and just say, "Hey, if you want HBO, I over think IPTV. I think that, that that transition period between the year that they started offering that and then when Comcast and what Time Warner and everybody pulled them, because the thing is, right now HBO so is a pretty big driver for cable in general, right? So you know, if they who, did who that, who has the power now? Is HBO or that's or the question? Comcast? Who's going to blink? I don't know. The thing is, I would totally subscribe to HBO on the internet if it would if it would deliver something either to Apple TV or Roku, Boxy. What it doesn't matter what the box is. Yeah, make an app. Yeah, make an app. DRM it. I'll I will watch the shit out of it. I'll pay. Tw- I'll pay fifty bucks a year. No, no question. Agreed. Yeah. So okay. So let's see other stuff we've been testing. Uh, WDTV, Norm, you spent some time with that. Yep. You want to talk about it or posting the review soon? Right. We're posting the review soon. We just got coverage for today. Um, it's it's just like the Boxy box, except it also has Netflix. Uh, Netflix implementation. When it doesn't do web so video. Does not do web video, correct. Yeah. It does YouTube. Does YouTube. That's it. Okay. Uh, MacBook Air, finish up the review on that. Kind of, I ended up, I mean, it's neat. It's the kind of computer for people who, you know, this is the netbook, the netbook apologist cry, right? With lots of people only check email and browse the web, it's perfect for that. The same thing with MacBook Air. Well, I got to play with one. You know, I've been putting it off because you tested it. You I, I know I didn't need one, so it was best that I didn't see one. Yeah, because I, you know the lust will kick in. But you, you, and I had avoided that yeah. until you came over and basically thrust one into my hands and said, "Here, look at this." Like some kind of crack dealer giving me a free sample. <laughs> First one's free. First was one's ver- free. I was very impressed by it. not so much by the form factor because we had seen the impressiveness of the thinness of it. 
It's something we had seen in the previous generation. I, I'm off thin at this point. I don't think thin is that important anymore. I'm, I'm but, but thick portab- is the new thin. Portability is important. I suppose. And, and, weight. and weight is important. Can you cut cheese with it? That's the thing I that I was know. impressed by in the 11-inch that you showed me, that's yes. what she said, is, <laughs> is, is... How long have you been planning that one? No, that was Just true. Right that off was the true tongue? spontaneous nice. wit. Nice. Okay. Um, was uh, I imagine because I used to have an old 12 inch power book and I thought like at that screen resolution at that screen size the, the screen's going to be kind of crappy but the resolution is the fidelity is great like they pack a lot into 11 inches that's also what she said oh um, boy the, 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 the oh, screen resolution dear. makes it fully fully functional and, you, and I was playing just with the base 999 model right with yeah. 2 gigs of RAM and I was running HD YouTube videos without too much trouble and it seemed pretty good so everybody's bitching right because they're saying oh it's a thousand dollar network blah 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 the thing I think at this point can we can we just all decide that Apple is making and, and to a lesser extent HP and even some of the Lenovo models they make a line of premium notebooks for people who want to have a nicer notebook right yes. right right they're the mercedes or the lexus yep. to everybody else's toyota or ford and that's why i find funny about some of the people that constantly bash apple and these other high-end product makers is no one complains about the fact that ferrari exists and may, and they make right. high-end products for people that are willing to spend the money to have that experience so why should apple be given grief for producing high-end computers for people that are willing to pay for yeah them? i mean and honestly because they advertise it but but I mean you look at stuff like the HP Envy, which is a similar similar product, right? HP doesn't it's a it's a sweet 15 inch laptop, small, uh, com- compact, good battery life, nice screen, big giant trackpad, the whole nine yards. They don't load it up with crapware, which is one of my big complaints with Windows laptops in general. You know, you go out and buy a VIO and you're gonna have to spend three hours and probably just wipe the whole fucking computer and start from scratch because they loaded it with so much shit that they can make an extra buck or two on that it's it's just it's just a it's a sled it's a terrible terrible machine. So, you know, if, if, when PC manufacturers start doing the same thing, no crapware, give me a straight machine, give me a Windows disk that I can restore, you know, just like a normal computer, give me the equivalent of the PC that I would build for myself, where I able to build notebooks, I'll totally do that. I mean, I, I'm I'm down with that. I like Windows. I got no beef. I use Windows every day. Windows Seven's good. Yeah, but but yeah, I mean, don't bitch about how much things cost. Either it's it's worth money to you or it's not. It's not. You know, it, everybody it's just, knows it's just that more it's expensive. Options. No one. It's yeah. not like the whole market is trending that way, and suddenly you can't get into the computing market because you, you know, the the entry level is a thousand dollars. Entry level for a uh, for a netbook is still what two fifty three hundred dollars. Two hundred fifty three hundred dollars. Yeah. So, I mean, for a shit one, but I mean, the option is there. Right. Yeah, if you want if you want something cheap, you can buy something cheap. That, that's not inch Asus or whatever. The fact that this machine exists it doesn't mean that those are going to go away. Exactly. So now that we've made a, f- a flame war in the comments, uh, let's see what else we've we been testing. iFi, you haven't plugged that in yet. It just arrived. We, we haven't right? set it up. Uh, we our our camera is compact flush, so we just got a uh, a nice SD camera um, to set that up. No color. Oh, we got the no color in. Oh, I yeah. want to see. Yeah, it's 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 an Android tablet for two hundred fifty dollars. It's a slow mm. Android tablet. It wasn't that slow. It's it it, pretty slow. Well, here's the thing. When, it, when you have an Android tablet that's full color, you ex- there's a certain expectation from a full color tablet. Even though this is not this is being an sold as a full color tablet. Yeah. It's being sold as a color ebook reader. Well, I, think it, yeah, I, think I still think this product has a bit of an identity crisis. That, that's the thing. It's, it's more that it, it's less about a full, full color tablet. It's more that it's when you see an LCD screen, you expect a certain level of performance. Mm. And it does not meet that. But it's $250 and... 
Um, it, it does everything it says it does. The magazines look pretty good. I mean, it, it's, it seems readable. I mean, I, I'm going to take it home and use it for the next week or two. And, and I'm we'll telling you, whoever comes up with the first really good color e-reader is going to make a lot of money. You mean I color e-ink? I just, I, yeah. I, e-ink. I, I don't think this is that product. I, I, well, this More is ways away from good yeah. color e-ink. The, the problem with this, the, the thing that's going to kill this, I, I, the thing I'm worried about most with this product is battery life. Because the the glorious selling point to me of the Kindle is that I can leave it on my nightstand table for about two weeks. That's great. Without charging it. Yeah. And ha- without having to worry about it. And of course, inevitably, the time I realize it needs charging is when I fire it up one night and it's like, oh, hey, the battery's about to die. You should plug me in. So it's a question which is of a drag. whether you see this, whether the people buying this are people who want more full-featured ebook readers who are unhappy with limitations of the Kindle yeah. or people who don't want full-featured tablets who – Kind of are interested in iPads, but have no don't really want to do apps. I think what you're going to see is a a third party Android distro, uh, you know, similar to Cyanogen or something like that, for this thing that makes it not a Nook anymore and makes it a two hundred and fifty dollar Android tablet. At which point, it is going to be super hot shit. What do you think about Waz? By the way, saying that he thinks Android is uh, going to be the dominant. He was Waz is irrelevant. He was misquoted. Okay. I don't oh, think he Waz is relevant yes. anymore. And was and was is such I mean, a hardcore nerd. It, it kind of figures that he'd be into Android, right? Because that's the, that's really I, kind of the Linux tinkerer's. I mean, platform. I, I gingerbread. Android is made or braid on made or broken on gingerbread. Which, which is what the next sooner. one? Yeah, it's the next it's, one. It should be out real soon. Why? Why is that make or break for Android? Because if they don't fix their UI problems with with two strong competitors, you know, as the alternative to iPhone. People are willing to put up with some janky interface, right? And some, but some now you got Windows Phone Seven and stuff with Microsoft coming out and and HP. I guarantee you will see some more pre some some new HP WebOS based. WebOS was good, right? WebOS is awesome. The problem with the with the Palm phones was always that the hardware was shit. You know, when everybody else was running an 800 megahertz processor, they were running a 500 megahertz if you, processor. If you couple WebOS with a with actually a good piece of hardware, you could really yeah, have something. If you if you put a Cortex A8 or something something speedy in a, a WebOS based phone, give it a good radio, give it a lot of memory, give it a lot of storage. I, I'm super stoked about that. Speaking so. of tablets, I got to say I was quite surprised and and impressed to see some of these videos, these side by side comparison videos we're seeing now of the BlackBerry Playbook and the Samsung Tab outperforming Come on, the iPad. Man. Vapor, vapor, vapor. I think it's going to come out. I, I just don't think it's going to be for any of us in this room. Well, I mean, the, the fundamental – don't believe benchmarks. I never believe manufacturer-provided benchmarks. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at YouTube videos of side-by-side. Side. They, they render a web page on both, and they, they come up yeah. first on the playbook or the tab. Uh, you you got to actually run the benchmarks yourself and see how that actually works. I the, will say the iPad – Browsing experience could be much improved. Oh. Like page loading and, and page scrolling. No and doubt. Page to zoom is, is fine, but that's separate from actual. I think we'll loading. see a nice bump with the next iPad, I'm sure. Well, the, the one, and there's a lot of different ways you can render pages. I mean, a lot of the old Firefox versus IE browser rendering tests were weird because one would wait to load items until the whole page was loaded and then the whole thing would just kind of pop up. One would load as it goes, and the perception is the one that loads as it goes is faster, even though the total time to render the page is the same. I mean, I mean, having said this, I, I still stand by what I've been saying all along, which is that the iPad is a long way from having a viable competitor. There are no viable competitors. Well, Galaxy Tab came out this week. We, yeah, ours is what, coming next week. What's we killing that is, as you on. rightly said, having to buy a, a contract is going to kill that. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Having to get a data uh, – the thing is it's only the retail locations that are requiring And you know that. what? Some of those are lying to us. Uh, yeah. We did a story about that this week. Yeah, so some places, some stores are saying that you have to get data con- plan with it, even though it's not corporate policy. The cor- corporate policy is. I'm going to be very interested to get my hands on the uh, the, the, the seven inch 
tab. Any kind of seven inch thing. You know, jobs is. That's what she said. uh, That's a good one. Uh, And basically, anytime I say the word inch, my brain is kind of jumping. That's what she said. Yeah. Sorry, you started this just to be clear. <laughs> but you know, but especially after Job saying that he doesn't think the seven-inch tablet that, that that form factor is viable, I'm going to be curious to kind of get hands on with it and see how it really well, the, feels. The thing about the seven-inch tablets is, I think they're going to be more video and app heavy and app driven rather than web browsing. I mean, the four by three makes sense for web browsing. The pages fit right; they look right. The Sixteen by nine aspect ratio displays, I think, are great for watching video, playing games, probably. Not so good. You know, it's a single column uh, for for viewing text. So let's see. I think that's uh, all the stuff. Is that all the stuff? We, we, that's all we've tested this week? Oh, Windows 7. Did we talk about Windows Phone 7 yet? We've talked tons of Windows Phone 7. You, okay. you've, you've lived with it I for can't a even now. remember how are, now. You, how are you feeling about Windows Phone I, I quite like you've it. had it for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I can't remember if we talked about it on this show already. Yeah. We we talked about it quite a lot last week. Yeah, okay. And we're we're all very impressed. Yeah, it's I think neat. it's superior to Android. It's, it's the like the post- the end of the first week, you know, usually you have that kind of afterglow and everything's awesome just because it's new and fresh and different. I still like it. It's good. Two, I mean, two weeks ago, if I was coming into the market for a new phone, it, I'd, I'd, I'd get an iPhone, no question. Today, I'd have, to, I'd have to give Windows Phone 7 a serious look. That yeah. Samsung Focus. Now, you said the surround. You ended up deciding that was a piece Norm of shit. Norm didn't like the surround I at all. I did not like that. No. Yeah, so we're – It's too big. Yeah, we're we're Too we're heavy. we're just gonna ignore it. I but think. It, and and though and though it's plasticky, there's something about the lightweightness of that focus. It just feels very comfortable. Sturdy. It yeah, feels well, the, sturdy. The, it feels quality for a plasticky product. The edges are rounded nicely, so when you hold it in a landscape mode to play a game or something like that, then it mm-hmm. fits your hand well. Yeah. Um, you don't you, you don't worry about dropping. It I don't worry about dropping the iPhone. It. I mean, when I'm walking down the street, I'm always super super careful when I pull an iPhone out of my pocket. This thing, I just whip it out. It feels solid. The, the one thing that's about, what she said. Uh, the one thing about the interface is I did find myself hitting the home button, the Windows button, a little too easily. Like I also yes, I noticed that. And, and just getting tossed back to the main menu. Um, a lot of that is because I'm used to, to pressing a button yeah. on, on the iPhone. See, it's um, funny. Coming from the Android phones that all use that same kind of capacitive bar, but the buttons are usually closer to the screen. This is a huge improvement over that. Yeah. Because the Android phones, like you can do that while typing. This you have to actually kind of brush your hand and make an actual real mistake, I feel like. Sorry, Norm. Yeah, that's that's it. I, I mean, I think it's quite good. I, there's a few things I would change. I think Gary's right. The f- there needs to be a favorite callers, you know, your your ten most called people list. I agree. Just the 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 workaround of just pinning your favorite people to your to your front screen is your front screen's going to get bloated real quick. I, I, well, I, I kind of like the f- whole front screen metaphor. Really works for me because it lets me put the stuff that's important to me in a very clear hierarchy, right? So the the stuff that I look at all the time is right at the top. You know, your your phone call, your email, your maps. Your music, all that stuff is right there. The rest of it, I, I put a couple of scrolls down. And it's not, it's, it's you don't have to keep drilling down into menus. You just keep scrolling until you hit, hit what you want and then jam the button. Yeah. The one interesting thing to see will be how Windows updates this. Like every time Apple updates iOS, it's a big deal. They go, here's yeah. like five dozen new features. Right. Um, Same thing for Android, really. Yeah, it's, yeah Android also. Uh, Microsoft typically releases stuff, you know. Kind of like just under under the weather, under, under, under the radar. Now, is this going to be more like Android though? Because there's a, a range of different devices that some devices may get updated on a different my, schedule. My hunch is that the devices will be rolled, the updates will be rolled out fairly regularly because it's all the same hardware and under the hood. Right, because Microsoft was this is the smart thing they it's they super, actually set well, down some pretty strict parameters for the hardware. Right, it's yeah. it's it's a pretty solid, pretty lockdown platform. Yeah, which is I think smarter than what they did with Android, where it's such a wild west. Yes. 
I mean, the, it's also why, what forced um, the handset makers to do crazy things like the HTC Surround because they want to differentiate themselves and not always for the better. They could have just made an awesome phone. The, the one knock I have against, about the Focus is the camera is nowhere near as good as the iPhone. I know I talked about this last well, week. Well, so I do love having a physical shutter button. That's nice. That's nice. That is have. nice. Uh, so, uh, so a couple things from the site. Uh, two really awesome stories going into the holiday shopping season. Uh, Norm, you got Sam, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, so, so one of our guys wrote a yeah. story um, about uh, pricing tricks that um, yeah. the companies use to get you to to buy what they want you to buy, as and while making you think that's what you so, really so want. So this kind of answers the question: Where is the 16 gigabyte uh, iPod Touch? Right, because they go from eight to 32 gigs. Yes. And and the reason the reason that happens is it's seventy bucks more to go from eight to thirty to thirty two gigs or something crazy like that, and it, it makes you feel like that thirty two gigs is a much better value because it's a relatively inexpensive upgrade uh, oh, right. for something for something that is a seems very consequential and, and it works the other way around too, um, just like the uh, the the uh, the MacBook Air uh, they'll they'll charge something very expensive for uh, the you know the four gig version or the the double the hard drive version. So you think, oh, I'm never going to get the, the the super expensive version. That makes this middle one that much more attractive. It's, right. It's the three bears. Three marketing. bears. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so so that one was good. The other thing I really liked was the dead. You went you went and found all the dead pixel policies. For yeah. So the if major you're buying a new monitor from Apple, HP, Dell, or or even you know a tablet or, or a, a laptop, a laptop. Uh, dead pixel policies wide. Uh, dramatically across all different companies, some some flat out say if you if you see one dead pixel, we're going to give you a new monitor. HP does that. Um, some other companies uh, differentiate between light dead pixels and dark dead pixels, and then some companies like ViewSonic, they'll only or, or like stuck on pixels. Like if right, something's stuck, stuck on, on green, yeah. then that's a lot worse than something that's stuck on. Yeah, black, and I they think. won't they won't give you a new monitor unless it's like the worst one. Um, and some companies say uh, they only let you exchange monitors if the dead pixel is within a certain part of the screen. If it's not the center of the screen, if it's right, or if it is in the center of the screen, not in the border of the screen. So then, so then, how? How? I mean, people find this out by by doing what? Like, just that, that's there, the thing. Is there it's a test? Not, there is. It's this is none of this information is really on. Uh, is, is made clear. Like, if you go shop at Apple's website, they don't tell you dead pixel policies. But, but I'm saying, if you if you buy a new monitor, what do you do? Fi- take it home, plug it into your computer, you fire it, it up, home, and then there's, there's the, an app the that pixel you can run, thing. Okay, and and you can see if you have dead pixels. Cool. The dead pixel really is one of the great creeping terrors for all tech enthusiasts. It's, Every time I buy a new product, it's the first thing I'm nervous about. It seems to be less of a problem these days than it was in the early days of LCDs. I mean, I remember when we when we used to get uh, you know two dozen. Pan, flat panel monitors in the in the maximum PC lab a year. Most of them would ship with some form or other dead pixel. Or I had a, or I had like a dead pixel on my first iPad, and Ooh. I was and they, I was, they swapped it out, right? Well, yeah, and, and without any, I mean, it was so tiny. But again, once they, it's one of those things that once you know it's there, your eye keeps finding it, yeah. and you can't pretend it's not there anymore. And I felt I I prevaricated a lot on whether or not I should even take the iPad in because I think they'll just laugh at me like it's such a right, tiny you're thing. You're fucking lunatic. It, it was I didn't even know if it was a pixel. It was so small it could have been just like a tiny moat of dust under the screen or whatever. Uh-huh. But I went in. I made a genius bar appointment and said to the guy, "Look, I don't know if I'm being silly here, but I I, I can't not see this thing." And he went, "Oh, the, yeah, you can't have that." And he went and replaced it immediately. Yeah, see, that's nice. That's the other thing you pay pay a higher price from Apple for. Good, it's good it's customer relatively service. good customer service. Yeah. Um, the 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 other thing on the stuck pixel front is uh, there's a ton of tools. DisplayMate is one of them. That's kind of expensive, but but there's some other uh, pixel 
test tools. There are just some websites you can go yeah. to. And basically they just put up like a red, green, blue, white, black right. screens. And then you look for yeah, – We have stories about that, spots. about testing yeah, and monitoring exactly. also on the site. Uh, cool. So uh, you, you guys want to hit a little bit of news? We've talked about testing stuff. It seems like a lot. And I'm stalling now. I get the uh, intermission music up here. So here goes the music. So there's not, not a lot of huge news this week. Something exciting happened last night at midnight, uh, I guess, Eastern time for us. Uh, id Software, makers of Quake, Doom, Wolfenstein 3D. I guess that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. they released Rage HD, which is John Carmack's uh, iPhone, iOS app game. Yeah, it's a, it's a rail shooter. Uh, this is something that he announced at QuakeCon, kind of surprised everyone. And, I mean, he actually tweeted that, uh, he was invited to go to the uh, Steve Jobs keynote. I guess it was for WWDC. Um, or, no, was, no, no, it was, it was for the, the, the maybe the iOS. It was for the iOS thing. In yeah, to, to show it off in August. Um, the one where Epic uh, showed off Epic Citadel. Yeah, but uh, he just decided not to because he wanted to show it off at QuakeCon, um, and he want, didn't want to give him any code. Um, but it's out. It's two bucks. It's a fun rail shooter. Well, there's it, two versions. There's a HD and a non HD. Yeah, Basically, it's texture differences and file size. If, if you have an size. iPhone four or iPad. Get the HD version. It's the best. So the SD version is for what, like iPhone 3G and stuff? 3GS. 3GS. Yeah. Okay. And and it's also like 300 meg smaller. I mean, the the file is like 700 megs or right. something like that. It's huge. Right. So the 199 for the iPhone and iPad versions is a pretty sweet deal. It's not that, too that's bad. actually a big. Uh, I, I don't know if that's like a, a launch day sale, um, but that's a departure from id Software's previous statements because. They've, I mean, when Doom Resurrection was like six bucks, they've said premium bucks. games for premium prices. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. They've, and if you think about it, uh, how many iPhones are there out there? Like millions, many, many, many that's tens million, of millions, right? Million. If five million people buy this, it's still they're making 10 million bucks 10 at million most. Bucks. Like, no, even well, minus whatever 70, Apple 7 million, right? Right. Yeah, 7 and million. For, you know, that's nothing compared to a AAA title on, on, on a real console, right? Right. Call even, of Duty even PSP, made, uh, right? What? It's, it's, Six hundred and fifty million dollars on right. the first I mean, week. So obviously they didn't spend as much time. It was just a couple of guys working on art and coding. But and it's not like and, well, and again, they, this is all just ported down from tools and engines they've already developed for that. Right, right. PC so it's, it's, it's it's probably actually more that Carmack took the game, took the engine, scaled it down to work on iOS, and then they changed because it's basically Doom Resurrection. It's it's not the same maps, obviously, but it's a very similar kind of experience. So you you're on rails, you go through this world, you shoot stuff that pops up at you. And I mean, it's fun. It's not. It's the, not the, the, the big story is the technology. The, 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 the graphics really are good. pretty incredible. Yeah, pretty amazing on a phone, especially on the iPad. Yeah, it, it, even more so on the iPad. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was saying earlier, I, I'm not that familiar with handheld gaming anymore, but I, I, it, this looks to me better than anything that's on PSP. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Carmack said it at uh, at QuakeCon two years ago, last year before last. Last time I went, he actually was talking about this directly in comparison to PSP and DS, and he said that the iPhone at that point it was the 3GS. Uh, was was a far, was definitely a more advanced graphics renderer than the PSP was at the time. The, the iPad version that I played this morning felt like not. I, I felt like I had a. Co- I was playing a console game, not a handheld game, but like a real console game in in my iPad uh, screen. Y- y- the models are still. I, I I definitely was able to see kind of the the Mars in the in the in the game. The you know the models aren't crazy high. It's it's not like there's displacement mapped for four billion poly models or anything like that. For, well, that's why I think it looks better on the iPhone because you, you can't know, see higher. That. Yeah, you yeah. can't see that. It's higher pixel density. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's still pretty amazing. It's the kind of thing that, like, when you bust out and, and show your friends who don't have iPhones or have something else, and they're going to be like, "Oh my god!" I mean, if you this come is to me unbelievable four years game. ago and said, "This is a game I'm playing on a phone," 
I wouldn't have believed you. You would right. have punched him in the face. Again, this is, you know, we, we should be having one of us sitting on a chair in the sky moments here because it is pretty impressive. And, I, and uh, though I wasn't familiar with Doom Resurrection, I was quite cynical about this when I downloaded it because many other first-person shooters on touchscreen where you've got the kind of the, the dual invisible yeah. analog sticks, the idea of putting it on rails so you just have to worry about controlling the, con- the crosshair is a bit of a compromise, but really it's the only way that I can see to make this stuff viable on, on touch control. Well, because, yeah, even even like the RPGs, because I played, I think, the Wolfenstein RPG on the iPhone a, a while ago. It came out a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's neat, but having to worry, like having to control motion and the thing means that you lose like a third of the screen to your thumbs right. on the iPhone, which sucks. I mean, it's something Jeff and I have talked about before, too. It's it's not a good well, it's, it's not a good experience. We mentioned this because we show this off in our Apps of the Week uh, feature, which we just shot Shh, earlier today. It's a secret. Well, it's the secret bonus app. If you listen to our podcast, bonus for you. Um, but I, this is totally it, right? They they take a gameplay mechanic and, and formula which they know works, refine it, and stick with it. And they're not gonna they're gonna improve yeah, the, they the bust graphics. Out the brown and gray paint box, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's 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 fun. It's not like epic. It's not like they want to have you know five different assault modes and well, and they're not trying. They're not trying and, to build an engine that they can use for forty five different games either. Right. I mean, and that's what Epic Citadel is. I mean, it's Unreal Engine three kind of on on iOS, but it's going to be like a, an action RPG with, you know, with explorable world. And, and I don't necessarily think I need that on, on a phone game. Now the Epic Citadel engine looks like it may, from what I'm hearing, may even be more impressive than Rage. I thought that the well, Epic Citadel demo things. looked, looked significantly, you know, it's, it's one is a corridor shooter and one is a, you know, unreal. You can walk around and there's sky. You can, there's a big world, there's castles and crazy shit like that. Right. So, I mean, Epic Citadel looked more akin to oblivion, where this looks, yeah, you know, this is the natural progression of the id corridor shooter. But it does. It's very, it's it's very zeitgeisty to kind of realize now that the most impressive, at least technically, games on a, any mobile device are no longer found on dedicated, on the dedicated handheld That's gaming true. devices, but on on these phones. That'll change a little bit when 3ds comes out, I think, but, and PSP two presumably. If, Actually, if there's if a story that yeah. came out yesterday, which we have on our site today. Uh, someone tabulated how many games there are for iOS, and if you combine every single game ever made. On every single game console, iOS is more than twice. Yeah, right. Game. But that's again, that's most a, it's misleading because most of it's both. Well, it, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and actually, the only platform that beats iOS in terms of quantity is Flash games. Ooh. I would imagine so. So, uh, did you see the uh, the leaked shots of the PSP2 dev kit? Yes. What do you think of that? I don't think that those were real. They no, looked kind of shopped. You've, you've, the ones on Gizmodo, is that what you're talking about? I, I don't know where I saw it, but... Yeah, I, I, they didn't look super... I, the thing is, the PSP has been such a no-show for games, I don't, I don't think I give a shit about the, the PSP. The PSP doesn't too. really feel like a relevant thing anymore, does it's, it? It's, I mean, what was the last PSP game you played? Luminez? I think, well, I mean, I know that God of War, the, the God of War game was supposed to be... Was actually People really good. like that, yeah. It's, but it's, it's just not something that seems to appear on our radar. You know, it's not, it doesn't feel culturally relevant anymore. The when, DS is... I, I mean, I used my PSP to watch more movies than play games. I barely did that. And I bought a lot of games. I mean, I, I played a lot of Luminous. I like Luminous a lot. But, um, which, of course, was the launch title. Yeah. When it first came out. They should have just called that the PSP Luminous. I think I played Hot Shots Golf was my most played oh. game, which also came out pretty that much That was a launch. fine game. I just don't, I don't like golf games very much. But I think, do you, I mean, do you feel like the market for dedicated gaming handhelds may be is it would be under serious threat as these phones become more powerful I, I think the thing i think nintendo tapped it exactly right as they as they tend to i think that they uh realize that you have to have some sort of innovation beyond offer a better unique graphics. proposition yeah i mean 
if you look at I, like I play a lot of DS games still. I, play, I just finished uh, Professor Layton in the Mystery Box or whatever the latest one was, mm-hmm. and I mean those games are very different than a, a different kind of experience than you get on the iPhone, and, and and to me that's really compelling. Well, not that different. I mean, look at what's that new Telltale game? The uh, the mystery puzzle puzzle agent, agent? puzzle agent is that on, very, on iPhone now? It's on iPhone it's and iPad, and it's it, it's it's almost exactly a Professor Layton experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that, that's I totally would go for that. I mean I, what. Those types of games, I think with the 3DS, when you have different kinds of input and the 3D screen, that's going to up the bar a little bit, assuming it works as well as it did during the E3 demos. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that the, the thing that if you look at the 3DS especially, it has every kind of input imaginable. It has two dual st- – it has dual analog sticks. It has a touch screen. It has a gyroscope. It has an accelerometer. It has a microphone. It has a camera. It has two cameras. I mean, I, I don't – I can't think of any – oh, it has a D-pad. It has buttons. I yeah. can't think of any other inputs <laughs> ever used in a gaming console aside from like the Kinect. Right. Or the, you know, and even, it even has motion stuff. It has the gyroscope and the accelerometer. So, I mean, I, I think that they're, they're they've, the, th- the lesson they learned from the DS and later the Wii is that if you give developers these tools, most of them will shovel out a bunch of shit that's terrible. And a small number of them will, will do some amazing, revolutionary, crazy, awesome games. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for crazy awesome games, but I, I don't expect to see much from, I don't expect much for the PSP2. No, I agree. Uh, but, but the, the, the rage on the internet this week. I think I know where you're going. Nudie, the, the choice. You have a choice between letting the federal government take naked pictures of you or grope you. Where do you stand, Norm? Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were going to do uh, Beatles on iTunes because that was quite rage filled as well. I, I, yeah, I don't know what the CSA thing has to do with what we it's do. It's technology. Mm. Backscatter X rays. I, I would, rather not, be, I would not, rather not be groped. Yeah, I mean, it's more of a groping issue than a, than a scanner issue, isn't it? Well, the scanner problem is that these scans are also leaked. And, and people can just well, invert the images. And, and now they're saying that these scans aren't, aren't stored or kept anywhere. And now it of seems course they, they, said they that. are. Well, the other thing is they have – nobody's really done – I mean, there's done, been studies on – the backscatter X-ray and the millimeter wave uh, radio, but nobody's really done long-term study. They don't really know what this is going to do to you. And X-rays are unequivocally bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't want to have. There's a reason you wear that lead thing over your groin when you get your teeth shot at the dentist. Right, right. You know, I I don't want to have my groin. And they, and they go behind a lead screen. Yeah, yeah. They they clear the room. They zap you. I mean, that's a much well, higher dose because they're getting zapped every day. But the point is, people who fly a lot go through the, the, the security checkpoints. Yeah, well, that's, all why, the time. that's why pilots have been complaining right. about it. I, I mean, I, I want nothing to do with either of them. I, I, if I didn't have to go to Tennessee this year, I wouldn't well, fly for the rest of the year. What's the solution? As, as somebody said the other day, if an, if, if an airline came along saying, hey, uh, we, won't, we won't frisk you, we won't do any searches. How I would many fly people, them every time. How many people would I wouldn't fly that airline? Why? Because, uh, frisking because that's the, that would be the terrorist airline of choice. Dude, the problem with this shit is it does nothing. That, none of the millimeter wave, none of the backscatter stuff does, can tell anything. You can hide a pound of explosives in your ass. What, really? Yeah. Then what's the point of it? That, precisely. No, come on. It can't be that stupid. There's also, be, here's it, the other thing. All the baggage handlers, all those baggage handlers, all the people that work behind the lines at the airport, they don't get scanned. They yeah, don't you get know, x-rayed. I haven't watched like, a movie. It's all the people who get bought off. Right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's, all, all the, the mechanics thing is, and stuff. A suicide yeah, you bomber. You got to people on the inside. The the thing that we're fighting is 9/11. I'm going to get political here. I don't usually do this, but I, I'll play the Star Spangled Banner behind this, so it sounds sounds legitimate. The, the The problem is the reason we started doing all this crazy security stuff around airplanes was after 9/11. 
terrorists realized that they could use some box cutters, hijack an airplane, and instead of flying it to Cuba, which was the traditional thing that happened to hijacked airplanes, they flew it into a building, which was bad. That killed a whole bunch of people. It was a huge, huge, huge disaster and a great loss for the country. There's not an airplane – There's if, if you're on an airplane and some yo who tries to hijack it with box cutters – are you going to sit idly in your chair while that happens? No, or are you going to no, fight beat at this them to point because the cat's out of the bag, you right. would get you would get mobbed. Between that and the barricaded cabin doors, you know, the, the doors are all reinforced on all the airplanes in North America now. Right. So you can't beat the door down. It is a heavy, sturdy ass door. Right. Well, the, well that, the, the, that hack doesn't work anymore. Well, that's the problem. Is it's 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 kind of closing the stable door after the horse is bolted. The next, you know, pray to God that we we never see it. But the next. Terrible terrorist atrocity, if there is one, will be will be the next thing that we didn't think of, right? And then we'll and then we'll protect against that, and they'll go do another new thing. But the thing is, we're not really protecting against that because of the ass bomb. I mean, it, the thing is, now we're protecting against people trying to blow up planes in the air, which it's much better to put air marshals and cops and have the flight attendants trained to observe people, right? And that kind of thing, rather than you know grope every grope three-year-olds well, look, at these, uh, look at these printer bombs the printer yeah. cartridge bombs that just got on board a plane exactly that, they were they were timed to blow up over the eastern seaboard of the u.s exactly i mean there's there's no the secure zone is not secure so what until would, they start doing cavity searches so you, i say either what would you do cavity you, searches all the way through mm. i think that's what they're gonna that's the next step no, they're, but I mean, they're testing us. But I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, you're complaining about the 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 invasiveness of of you know. I, and I like you, but the question is, what do you do? What what would you? Actually I, I'm going to go for the grope. I'm going to ask them to do it in public, and I'm going to make a big stink about it. I, I mean, I have absolutely no fucking patience for this. This is the first step, step toward fascism, as far as I'm concerned. No, but I'm not asking oh, you as a passenger. Standpoint? I'm asking if you if you were in charge of the TSA oh, tomorrow, how would you change uh, it? I would go back to the kind of more traditional scanning system and put a whole fuckload of air marshals on. Because for what they've spent on all these scanners and all this equipment that doesn't do shit, they could hire a whole bunch of cops to sit on airplanes and have cops on almost every airplane. It would be in nice to know there's an air marshal on every flight. Well, there is but an that's air marshal on a lot of on flights. A, well, that, yeah, that's true. Before 9-11, there were about 50, 50 air marshals. Yeah. Now I think there's like 5,000. Thousands, yeah. yeah. And I mean the thing is if you look at the flights that but, they put them on, it's all the long-haul flights. But it's still only a small percentage of flights. Well, but it's the, it's the ones that matter. It's the ones that – it's the airplanes that are flying bombs. They don't put them on the regional jets because who fucking cares if you hijack one of those? And it's also nice to know that if you do – even if there is a crazy guy with a, a knife, the, the, the chance that there could be a properly trained dude with a gun isn't probably yeah. enough to stop you from trying to do it. Well, unless you're – Although if you don't – well, yeah. if you don't care about losing your own life, which presumably you don't. Right. But the, the thing is the kind of guys that the, the, the al-Qaeda people are recruiting to be suicide bombers are clearly not the cream of their crop. I mean, the underwear guy, the shoe guy, these are not like well-trained demolitions experts. Yes, but the problem is, as the CIA or I think all the law enforcement guys say, is that, you know, you, um, we have to be right. Or we have to get it right all the time. They only have to get it right once. True. I, I want to know what you guys think about the, the nudie scan or grope fest. Which are you guys going to do? Which do you prefer? Or are you just not going to fly anymore? I wish I didn't have to. Fly. I actually had to go through one of those millimeter scanners yesterday, and it was a little bit. It kind of felt like. Did you feel a little more sterile? It kind of felt like the connect thing, where you have to stand in a pose. I was standing. I mean, this is not going to play. That's on so the, they can see your junk. I was really standing well. with my my arms above me, like like so. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Oh, that's not good enough. You have to like he he, he posed me. I didn't physically put his hands on me, but I had to stand in such a specific pose. He was looking forward to putting his hands on you if you didn't pose right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Chevy Volt, 2011 car of the year. 
I don't. Have they actually shipped one of those yet? How can you be car of the year when well, there aren't really any out there? Presumably, the journalists have, have uh, test driven uh, them. Boy. So, okay. Motor, Motor Trend and Automobile Magazine have both said that the Chevy Vault is the 2011 car of the year. I, I'm, I'm super as, as a prospective what customer. What does that mean? 2011 car of the year. It means they think it's the best, the best car of, of the next of, of, the, of this year's new cars. Yeah, coming out this year. Coming out. Well, the 2011 well, coming out cars, which start coming out now and will be yeah, right. available through 2011. I mean, it's super interesting, right? You know, it's a gas engine, not hooked up to the drivetrain, powers batteries, an electrical system. It's basically a generator. Yeah, I had a couple of questions about it. One was, like, I didn't know if it was fully electric and it's only good for short hauls, but it does have a gas engine. So if you want to take this on a real trip, so you, you can. So I think I, it's my understanding that you can plug it into the 220-volt plug in your wall. Can you really do that? Oh, that's my, th- this that's is my, my big question. I want, to, cause I want to be able to just plug it into an outlet in my garage overnight, but I didn't know if I needed... If it's like a big kind of electrical hose, it has to go into some kind of special custom charge. Well, so it's station. it's a two twenty plug. So it's like what what an electric dryer uses. Like so, the one that's got like the the grounded, um, like the third prong. No, 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 that's no, the, no, the no. really big. It's like the it's, big huge one with the with the with the one sideways and one vertical. One oh, horizontal. so it is. It's like, it's, it's, it's a special plug. Okay, so you do need, this doesn't go just into any old wall outlet. No. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to get an electrician, but I also think that you get a tax credit or a subsidy or something when, when you do that. Right. Uh, so it's not going to be terribly expensive. And you if, you're just, if you're just you know, tootling down the road to the supermarket, whatever, then you're probably going to do those journeys purely just on the electric on engine, electric. which is the, great. The thing is you don't have to actually plug it in if you don't want to because the Volt also has a gas engine. What the gas engine does is charge the batteries and which it is like a traditional hybrid. Haul. Um, no, not, not, no. So on a Prius, what happens is it has a normal gas motor, it has an electric motor. Both of those are connected to the, to the drivetrain. So the, you know, the, the things that turn the wheels. The electric motor is on there. The gas motor also can turn the same axles, right? And it right. uses the gas when it reaches certain speed. Right. And or when the battery or goes when low the or slow, but And the electric motor is charged by the gas engine, but only when you brake. Right. Or right. also or when you idle or something like that as well. So, so the neat thing about the Prius is that it uses – You mean the Volt? Well, both actually. Oh. Is that when you, when you kind of lightly graze the brake to like slow down when you're going down a hill or something like mm-hmm. that, it will – they'll both actually charge the batteries – Instead of using the brakes to slow you down, it'll use the it'll use the electric motor as a generator, okay. and and that will slow down uh, the car as well and generate electricity at the same time. So it kind of reclaims some instead of the energy just being burned off as heat on your brakes. Yeah, you know, it reclaims some of that some of that juice. The, I guess my question is, how much more green are these cars? This is going to sound like a very noob question from an energy standpoint, but I understand that I'm not burning gasoline, but I'm still burning electricity, which requires the consumption of fossil fuels to generate and send to so, my house. So there's a couple of things. My, I, this is a really complex question. It's not, I, I, don't, I don't know the answers. I've read a fair amount about it, so I'm going to give an informed answer, but not an expert answer. Um, the, the, there's a couple of benefits. One is that by using energy from the electricity, from the electrical grid rather than gas, you move the carbon dioxide and the pollution from a, highly, a dense pollution area like our freeways. Mm-hmm to a place where the electricity is generated far away. So okay. it's a it's a and on top of that most of the electrical generation in the United States is cleaner uh than than cars because they scrub the output and all that stuff right, and right. you know there's but but it's a really complex thing cuz like if you live someplace that uses coal plants then there's a whole lot of uh uh, kind of waste from that the slurry and stuff like you know you saw that thing in Tennessee a few years ago where the dam broke and you know three hundred thousand or three hundred million gallons of sludge flooded this town and basically destroyed it. Right. So the, it's a it's a complex thing, and then you know there's also the materials. You know, is lithium ion lithium ion batteries are made with materials that are hard to mine and have some unpleasant byproducts and all that. So 
there's a big question as to whether how much greener this stuff actually is. And then in terms of economy, I understand I'm saving a lot of money on gas because it's making like 127 miles per gallon, which is great. But how much of that is offset by my electric bill plugging this well, plugging like my car into my grid? Ele- you pay a lot less for electricity than gas. Okay. Per So I'm still going to save mile. money. You'll save money. But you pay $40,000 for what's essentially a Civic. Right. So that's the downside. Do you think this technology is ready for prime time? Would you consider buying a Chevy Volt? Um, I think about it. I actually sent an email to their PR people a few weeks ago asking if we could do a test drive. So mm. haven't heard back yet. How though. would this compare to the Nissan Leaf? Is that offering anything different? So the Nissan Leaf is a pure electric. There's no gas okay. motor. So, okay. so that's, that's the super kind of thing. green. Yeah, that's super green, except you, know, you run out of juice. You're not, you're be totally going, you're not, you're not driving from San Francisco to LA. No, on no, that no. Car. That's driving from your house to here and around town. Right. It's not. So it's not, really, I mean, it's a nice little. It's like a smart car. Right. But even a smart car, you can gas up at a regular station. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't consider the Leaf. I think the Leaf isn't going to do the particularly well. The Leaf feels like it has a lot less functionality. The Leaf seems like it might be an interesting fleet car or like a cab car or something like that. Yeah. Except I can't, can't imagine a cab only driving 40 miles a day. You will not be road tripping in the Nissan no, Leaf. No, no, no. No no drives across Nevada. But the Volt seems like a nice – again, it's nice to know it's that a I compromise. can go on a long drive. But if I – the majority of my driving – I mean every now and again I drive to LA or I do a long trip or whatever. But the mm-hmm. majority of my driving is driving to the supermarket, driving here. Yeah, and it's totally could, fine for that. I'm pretty sure I could do – I may be wrong, but you know, the, the, whatever it is, the four or five miles from my house to here and back again, I w- if I had a Volt today, I would have done that all on the electric engine. I would well, you have a hybrid it. Escape, right? I have a hybrid Escape, but I'm still burning it's, a certain amount well, of you gas. You get, what, like 30 miles to a gallon, 35? 30, somewhere between 30 and 35. Yeah, and in the city, of course, it's better because with a hybrid, the highway and, right. and city mileage is, is reversed. Well, with the, with the older hybrids, the newer ones, it's, they do better on the highway. Okay. Like the new, newer Prius does better on the highway, supposedly. Okay. Um, but like my, so you get around 10 miles a gallon better than I do in my escape, which is, I think about the same, same era. Right. I mean, I actually get better. My previous car was a, was a, was a three door Ford Focus and I get, and this is, I've upgraded to like a midsize SUV and I mm-hmm. get 10, 10 miles a gallon better in the escape because of the yeah. hybrid. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, I'm interested in the Volt 40, 40,000 out of the gate, probably for just the base model. But you know, I like the idea of feeling green and Gary, why don't you, why don't you wait till the, the Tesla S comes out. Well, so this, is the thing, this is the first. Is, is, is it like anything else where you don't want to be buying the very first generation? Yeah, I don't know if I want technology? a beta test. I mean, that's, that's the only thing. Bit. Tesla S. That's, now, what's the, the, thing is the is Tesla, Tesla is, affordable Tesla? Is that's that 50000 after okay. the government rebate, and it is a, a sedan. But it's uh, pure electric sedan, as well. Also pure electric, and it looks much better, and it goes much faster. But what's right, the range? Again, limited the range. range might be a little more limited than the Vault. Better than the Leaf, but Tesla is – I mean, they have, they have the contracts for – with some of the best batteries. And it's Tesla is sexier than all the others. Oh, much right. Much but the big benefit of the Volt is you can you can pull into any gas station in the country and fill it up. The Tesla or the Leaf, you're you're you you have to go someplace that has the Well you're seeing these charging stations pop up more and more. They're very especially here That's in California, California they're thing, quite though. they're quite common. We've been doing that for a decade. Since the EV I mean, one. And that was a big story. Like a lot of these car moguls and the guys pushing for green, you know, they they don't want necessarily to sell cars, but they want to Get money to build infrastructure for charging stations and rent batteries. So you, you know, you're maybe you're not buying a battery, you're leasing a battery, and then they're getting government. You're actually subsidies. probably leasing a battery contract, right? So and then you're you're driving, you know, you drive, exhaust your battery, get into a near station, they swap out the battery, and then you have a, a big battery. I thought that battery thing was debunked, though. I thought the swapping battery was a, not a good idea. I, people are still pushing for it. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Facebook defriend day. Did you guys clean out your friends list of all the people that oh, aren't really your friends? Is that what you're supposed to do? Is well, wait, 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 wait. We, we haven't talked about the Facebook, the, the messaging. Messaging is that, oh, that's the big yeah. news. Zuckerberg has really been I'm, rolling I'm, out the I was uh, say yeah, into that. But uh, yeah, so 
Facebook email. Have you guys uh, excited? Is that, that that's not strictly what it is, right? It's no, kind of it's like not. an integrated messaging. It's almost solution. like a mail client that uses well, Facebook. Here's the th- like Facebook is the mail client. They know it's that like people app or Gmail or whatever are not going to get rid of their email because people at this point love their email services that they, they trust. Right? They trust yeah. Hotmail. They trust Yahoo. They trust Gmail. And people don't. The people who do use Facebook messaging either really use it or they hate it. Right? Oh. I hate Facebook messaging because it's filled with spam. Yes, but some people love it because it's they're they're on Facebook all the time and it, they love the chat and they love that's how they communicate with their friends. So this is the integration with all that the chat like the, Facebook IM, uh-huh. their messaging like the, the you have a new message the inbox right. and also now at Facebook.com uh, a, a mail client. I don't know if I want a at Facebook.com email address. I feel well, like, you don't have to use it. Like that's, that's their point. That out. You don't you don't have to use it. It's all tied to your alias. So uh, they could send you a message. So it's email, a unified inbox or or chat. Yeah, but if someone asks me for I my am. email address, what am I going to tell them? Well, Gary, what is Yeah. So you. So what's the point of the at Facebook? No, so, so so what you do is point the at Facebook at uh, at your other mail clients. So you use it as a unified inbox for all oh, your messaging. I see. So you're okay. for AIM, for Google Talk, for Gmail, for Hotmail, for Facebook messages. I just don't I don't I don't I don't want Facebook to have that information. One thing I was quite surprised to realize one of the facts that came up in some of the reporting of this story is that of the three major webmail services, Hotmail, Yahoo and Gmail, Gmail is actually the third it's the smallest. Well, it's the newest. Is why it's but the you know, everyone I know has a Gmail address. Wait, do you know anyone? Seriously, do you know anyone who has a Yahoo or a Hotmail address? I, I do. I, I do. don't know anyone. I do. I know Hotmail is very big in Europe, but I don't know anyone who has Hotmail. So account. is David Hasselhoff. Well, true. That's what she said. David Hasselhoff's very big in Europe. He's big in Germany. Is Germany in Europe? I I believe if so. My math is correct. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I'm just I I don't I don't feel like I. The thing is, there's two types of people who use Facebook, right? There's the people who use Facebook for entertainment, and there's the people who use Facebook as a service. So I use Facebook as a way to get pictures of people who call me into my phone. That's like my that's my primary use for Facebook. It's a directory. Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the yellow pages the database of Will. directory. It, 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 to me, it kind of feels like a nice cloud address book to know that I'll never have to maintain. If I want to reach out to someone, then as long as it, yeah, you can always find a Facebook page, I can always find them. Yeah. yeah, but some people use it as a a news feed. But we, which the way we use Twitter, right, right. I don't I don't use it for that because the people on there I, are mostly people I don't really want to talk to that much. It turns right. out because the follow system of Twitter, as opposed to the friend system of Facebook, makes it. More suitable for what I want out of that service. The one to many versus one to one. So this is this Facebook messaging is not yet. I mean, it's it's going to start being yet. rolled out, but it yeah. didn't. It, it, it it seemed like this this announcement wasn't met with a lot of. I thought the Zuck did pretty well though. He didn't get all sweaty and nervous like he usually he does. When he got, talks in still front of was people. a little little sweaty. And you got so, seven billion dollars in the bank. How nervous can you really get? Some about dudes anything? sweat. I don't know, man. Did you see his last presentation? The T8 interview? It was Whoa. it was not very good. I mean, you got to remember that. I mean, I'm sure he's had media training and stuff, but you know, it was, it was only a few years ago. He was like a punk kid, right? Isn't he so, your age, Norm? Yeah, he's 26. How do you feel like in comparison, like where you are versus yeah, where I, I don't. Is? I need a you don't David need Fincher to... movie. Okay, about the, what, what went wrong with my life. Okay, I would I would see that movie though. I would totally watch the Norm movie. Directed what would we call Epic it? Trilogy. What would we hey, call you know, it? we have um, iMovie. We can make the trailer at least. I think I'm going to make a trailer for the podcast. The true story. Why don't you open it up to the to the listeners? Come up with the title for the for the Norm biopic. Okay, so, so we got four re- listener interaction things right now in this show. Yeah, we've got the scanner grope. We've got the Norm biopic. Biopic. Uh, biopic. 
you're, you're from Hollywood. What, what, is it, what's biopic. the right way? What, what? Biopic. Biopic, really? Yeah. That's what people say. Well, it, look, think about how it's pronounced. It's you don't, you don't... Biography picture. Yeah, biography. By a uh, by o. No, you said you said biopic. Yeah, by a. Uh. I say oh, no, actually, biography. No, yours, is, yours is technically more correct. Right. I don't think. I don't say knows. biography. You're talking to someone who said reprise for by, many, many by years. How does that? How do you really pronounce that? It's reprise. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. You learn, you learn a shitload on this podcast. You really I know. We, we, we teach you how. We, it's not just about technology. It's about life. I'm starting to worry that my that my comedic my wit faculty is starting to leave me. Like when you were doing zombie Beatles songs on Twitter the other day, yeah, you I got couldn't nothing. come up with a single one. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of some funny ones, and I couldn't think of any. That was good without ones. a doubt the most responded to I've ever been. Yeah, people like, I, like it was just left and right. It was, was nonstop looking, for like three. I was days. looking at it yesterday. And, well, there's nothing you can do with that. And then someone came up with Festerday. I was like, oh shit! Why didn't I think of that? I feel like I'm not. <laughs> yep. I'm just not. As Can't smart. buy me brains. As I, as I as I get older, I'm just. It's. Uh, it the, happens to everybody. Yeah, here. it's just eroding. I, I'm next, so you have that to look forward to. Yeah, we can go get uh, some lawn chairs, put on our bathrobes, and yell at kids. You know, again, I, think it's, I think it's Louis C.K. who does that same bit about when you go to the doctor and the doctor just says, you know, yep, that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> yeah. you for? You're just you're just getting yeah. old. Yeah, your back hurts. That's the way it is. Yeah, Good luck, Tony. Spy some TVs. Wait until you see what happens. I, I, need, I need some, need some midlife crisis. Uh, Purchase power, some uh, retail therapy. Okay, a couple more quick news hits. Uh, on live, on live, micro console ninety nine dollars out now, right? Pre sale. Does that does that make on live more appealing? No. I don't think on live is for us, right? Yeah. If we just if we decide this that. is the micro console they're going to put in hotels. Is this like a little Apple TV box? Yeah, so it's okay. another box. Yeah, it's Ethernet, um, two USB wireless, ports, USB ports, and a controller. Ninety nine bucks. You can play and user service, rent games, buy and, games. and they've dropped the monthly fee now, right? I don't think there is a monthly fee anymore. I think even. they got rid of that so that it kind of makes sense. You just buy games and you can play. I them. think, I think on live is great. Actually, I was very suspicious about it, and then I then I sort sampled it at PAX, and they actually even had an iPad client where they were running, you know, these these games hmm. you know, on, on the iPad. And it looked fantastic. I was very impressed by it, but I, I think it's going to be one of these things. It's, they're going to spend a lot of money on it. Wither on the vine. It's, well, it's, you know, you see technology, but consumers want to own things. They want tangible people, things. People like to own things. That's true. Right? Yeah. You don't want to buy, pay $60 for a game that you can play. Sure, you can play it anytime you want if you have a stable internet connection, which you know, for, with Steam, you got to have internet anyway, right? But if you, once you disconnect from the service, you lose it forever. I think you know, it's, it's one of, you know, with a product list, you either capture the public imagination or you don't. And you know, that's a product of marketing and how you position yourself and how you make, you know, sell people the product. And I think if, if, if this was going to capture anyone's interest, you know, on a, on a mass level, it would have done it by now. No yeah. one's talking about it. Well, here's the thing. They start with games. Their technology and their IP is really uh, video compression and low latency networks. Uh, that's, that's why you can play games. And games need both those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, they're going to move on to movies. It's video gonna be, chat. It's going to be a you know, Netflix, Apple TV competitor. Oh, boy. We need some more of that. Uh, I, I, maybe we'll try it out when things get – usually there's a lull early in the year. So maybe we'll fire it up and, and do some online. Yeah, I mean, if they stuff. could add, I haven't really spent any time with it. If they People could add all it. the uh, all the media stuff and say, hey, this is this is this is like all the other media box, except this is the only one that actually lets you play AAA games. Dude, that what they sh- what impressive. they should do is say, hey, take your Roku box box and plug this into it and use our controller, and you have an on live box. There should be an on live app for the Roku box and Apple TV. Yeah, why are they? Yeah, probably not. We Xbox, should be running these companies. We'd be rolling in it. I know. Hulu Plus price drop seven ninety nine out of beta. Yeah, did they refund all the people that had paid ten bucks the whole time? I think no. they did. Didn't what, they? Can, uh, what can we infer from that that people didn't respond? Ten bucks to the was 10 too bucks? much. It, I felt like too much to me. 
10 bucks seems like too much for still ads. Like oh, you there still were, get ads? If there were no – well, yeah, what, you, what you're paying for with, for the 10 bucks isn't no ads. You're paying for access to back catalog. So, and also mobile viewing. Yeah, and mobile, mobile slash TV viewing. But that's the stuff that's least interesting to me. Well, like, I, mean, I, want, I want to be able to – I want the newest TV shows that, no, were just, no, no. that just came on. Yeah, but, I don't want to watch like Rhoda from 30 years no, ago. No, no, no. no not, not talking about Rhoda, but what if like you missed the second episode of 30 Rock this season? It's already gone from Hulu. It's not oh, one of the most five okay. most recent. Okay. So you can see the entire season, which is nice. Right. I mean I like that. Right. I don't know what I'm going to pay for it. But and I this like is it. and this is available through what PlayStation right PS3 uh, and PlayStation yep. is that out yet or is that yeah. soon it's out this week okay when when's there going to be an Xbox version of that you know whatever did they do a s- exclusive deal with Sony or something I don't have any idea I haven't heard anything maybe about their app is just hard to develop mm. yeah or I mean it, it seems like maybe if Microsoft was doing the development they chose between Hulu and ESPN3 and I, I kind of think ESPN3 is a big differentiator and right Hulu is going to be on a lot of well, stuff. Hulu's Flash Microsoft uses Silver Silverlight uh, that's true too. Uh, Google Docs works with iOS now. Okay. I've been waiting for this forever. Yeah. I, like yesterday when you sent me that email and said, hey, can you send me the Boxy review? I did that from my iPad while I was waiting on a train. That was awesome. That was, that was a future moment. I was just sitting there. I was like, Nor-, I checked my phone. My phone says, hey, I'm, I'm working at home this morning. Can you send me this document? I was like, shit, it's in Google Docs. I don't, I'd have to bust out my laptop, find Wi-Fi. It's not going to happen. Then I fired up the iPad and it just worked. And I was like, oh, I just use Dropbox shit. for that kind of stuff. Well, I, I mean, like actually the, editing, yeah, uh, Excel editing. documents. Oh, okay. It's like a word processor in your iOS browser. Is that an app or just a website? No, it's docs.google.com. Yeah. All right. Uh, iOS 4.2 is imminent. They just released another update to the developer uh, Goldmaster. It's supposed so to be out like Friday. What's 4.2. the delay? 4.2.1. I, I think they're, you know, polish, you know, all that stuff. It's a huge upgrade for iPad. I've been using it for a long time now. Huge. Huge. What's the biggest thing? Folders? Multitasking. Multitasking. Multitasking on the iPad makes it an entirely different device. Right. So uh, it's funny. I see all these people talking about selling their iPads, I think, in preparation for next year's iPads. They want to get the most value out of them. And I think that's insane because it's... It's putting iOS four on that device makes it an entirely new. Yeah, I'm looking forward prospect, to it. I think we're going to get new iPads anyway, Gary. Yeah, well, of course we are. But in the meantime, this is like having yeah. iPod one one point five. One point five, exactly. iPad. I'm going to be so disappointed if next iPad just runs four point two. I mean, the like thing is, the, the fucking gauntlet has been thrown to Apple. Windows Phone Seven's out. It's real. The Playbook thing has some neat stuff going for it, even though it kind of seems vapory to me right now. I mean, Apple has to be. There has to be a big update sitting in Apple, waiting for the right moment to drop it. I don't a think. Bomb. I don't think in the phone space. Yes, Windows Phone Seven, I think, is a gauntlet. I don't yes. think there's anything. No tablet wise, it's a gauntlet. Yeah, but the, Plus, but whatever happens in the phone space is going to roll down. Not necessarily. To it's not a product category that you can easily convince someone to buy a new one every year for five hundred to eight hundred dollars. That's true. Uh, with the with the phone, it's it's kind of tough. But I mean, the hardcore do it unless they start subsidizing. So, well. I, I don't want a subsidized tablet. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have one subsidized product. I don't need two. I already feel bad about that. Uh, let's see. Talk about Playbook Speed Test. Connect hacks. Do you guys see this stuff? They're, like every, they're everywhere. There's crazy Connect hacks. It's out for a week, two weeks so now. So now you can plug it into your PC and make it do other things? You can plug it into your PC and make it like a desk, a multi-touch surface, all sorts of crazy shit. It's huh. awesome. It's it, like I think I've seen four or five really, really cool videos with stuff people have done with it That's already. Cool. I think it's more interesting than the But they're games. all tech demos as opposed to practical applications for now. The practical applications will come. So um, I did my first ever video connect last night. Did you enjoy that? Was it better than Facebooking? Well, you FaceTime. know what? A couple FaceTime. of things. You know, Facebooking. Couple, I was impressed by a couple of things. First of all, you know, even though I'm sitting like 10 feet away from my TV, the did microphone you, picks me up perfectly. Yes. The sound quality is very good. Did you, you do it with, between two people in the same house? No. <laughs> 
no, were you no, wearing no. pants? No, we were some we were some distance away. We were, he was in, he was in Santa Cruz, and I'm uh, oh okay in uh, in San Francisco. Okay, um, and you the, never tried to you never tried to connect. Call me. Well, you you didn't show up on my friends list as available. If you were at the time, I would have tried it. Okay, um, you should have sent me a FaceTime. It shows you. I think I think I'm right in showing you. Uh, when you see your friends, it will show you all the people that are online and actually have a connect, so you know who to try. Oh, you're okay. not wasting anyone's time. I think that's right. I'm not sure. I think you're right. Um, you're right. And then uh, I was very impressed by the tracking. Like I got up, I was sitting in my chair, and it was focused on me. And I got up at one point to switch on a light, and it and it, uh, it opened up. The camera zooms out to see me, to keep me in the frame. Oh, it so, zooms out. It doesn't like tilt the camera. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't like follow you like a camera. Oh, that would be it only, creepy it only, and awesome. It only pivots up and down. It doesn't turn left and right. Yeah. But you know, it zooms out to keep me in the frame. And then as I return to my chair, it zooms back in. And that mm. was, I mean, that was like a hell 9,000 type moment. So that was impressive. What's not impressive is the actual quality of the video. No, it's connected. a really shitty camera and they're doing digital zoom on it too. Which yeah. Is it's lame. not, it was very, it looked like, you know, good old fashioned bad, you know, war zone video, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Skype type. It, stuff. You know what, it, you know what it reminded me of is the thumbnail of like Jimmy Rayner or any of those yes, guys in Starcraft. Like and, it's like, and it, there should be some kind of law against this. I, I, the three words "screen images simulated" need to be banned <laughs> from advertising. They, so, they 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 do this in every cell phone commercial where they show you like some 1080p perfect stutter-free 60 frame a second movie running on your phone that looks nothing like that in real life. No. Microsoft did it. They did a Kinect video demonstration where they've got these you know perfect nuclear families sitting on their couches going, "Oh hey, let's let's see the new baby," and it's this perfectly. Like Cisco telepresence quality. Yeah, it looked like high, crazy high def, really beautiful, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, so Cisco telepresence, it just it looks amazing, and and I've that's never, what I was I, expecting from Connect. I've never seen Cisco telepresence other than in like oh. those. Is it is it, those, really as, those, is it actually as good as advertised? I think it actually looks better than the ads do because the, it is unbelievable. It looks perfect. Yeah, it looks like the dude sitting in the room, like they get the perspective right on the tables and all that. So it looks like the guy's just sitting across the table. What's you. the what's the secret sauce there? How are they doing? Oh, uh, they do a lot of like it's a lot of like visual stuff. It, they like they angle the TVs a specific way. They paint the rooms a specific color so it makes skin tone look right even under the. Specific kind of but how are they, they getting use. that perfectly seamless frame rate? There's no stuttering or it well, they look used, like a typical video conference. They used to have a monstrous like dual core, multi core computer under the desk. Now it's just like a box that they've built and have custom silicon and stuff in. But is this going across special fiber optic lines um, or anything? No, no. So it's just going across Ethernet, but it's it's compressed H.264 hardware. So it's 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 um. Let's see. The way they described it to me was that it was comparable to what like a TV station. Like a live uplink uses when they're right because they use it on the Rachel Maddow show. Now. Yeah, dude, it, it looks, is. It looks just as good as it, they would have any kind of live satellite link. It, it's totally awesome, totally awesome. I don't. It's not worth what they're charging for the consumer version. I don't think because six hundred bucks plus twenty five bucks a month per end is seems a little bit high to me. But I mean, when the price comes down, it's. It, that that is a, an unbelievable technology, and you know, when, or when the rest of the technology just catches up to that. Because right now, as much as I love FaceTime and all the other stuff, like it's still that feels like a, a technology that has not really come on much in the last few years. The image quality well, and face, the quality of the yeah. stream is really still not really that great. Yeah, it's not just quality; it's it's where where you can access it to. I don't want it to turn on the Xbox. Right. to connect. Well, and there's always find someone online. The the hitching and stuff like that always gives it away. The thing about the Cisco thing is there was no hitching. Yeah. Like even if talking right. to a dude in India. If this if this is one of every... where it's almost as good as being in the room when it's that yeah. quality. You can't that touch good. them is the only thing. Right. It needs to be in every glass pane in in, in the house. <laughs> so oh God. when you get when you get a phone call, touch the glass and. So yeah, connect connect is uh, is is some ways from that, which I thought you know, given the the, the fact that there's a lot of hardware in there, would have would have been improved, but. 
it's still fun to be having a conversation with a friend of yours, you know, in your living room on your big screen TV. Yeah, and well, not having to wear a headset. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I guess that does it for news. Anybody? Any, uh, do we miss anything? News. Um, oh, iTunes Web Beatles. Uh, well, there's iTunes and Beatles, but no one cares about Nobody that. Nobody cares. Uh, wrong. Who, who oh, cares about that? I'm not going to get into it with you. People can go. People can go through mine. Will's you're Twitter wrong on multiple levels. That. You couldn't be more wrong, with yeah. A- yeah, nobody cares about the Beatles. That's why 17 oh of the top God. 100 so- no. albums in iTunes right now are Beatles albums. Nobody cares about 40 year old. It's did they fucking have a press conference when the Beatles were released on eight track or on cassette or on CD? No, it, it's, it's a fine new that format. People want it now, but if and, you have the 200 you know, or the 130 dollar CD set. The stereo CD set, it's almost exactly the same thing. If it you, is, if this, you, it's if better. You ha- if you have that, then it's great. But not and, everyone and, has but it. But even if you don't have it, you can buy that. It's 20 for, bucks cheaper. 20 bucks cheaper, and you get the CDs that That's you can true. rip yourself. That's right. right. I can't argue with that. The, the only good thing about it is if you already had the CDs and you ripped them already, now you get the album art and you get the metadata. What's, yeah. also, what's also true is that this is the first time you can actually just go and buy the Beatles songs that you like a la carte since they were originally out on vinyl in the, in the 60s. If people who do that, are, are there's something fundamental. Just buy the fucking albums. It's great music all the way around. If you only want to buy a couple of things, buy Rubber Soul and Revolver and Abbey Road and call it a day. And also to every single person on the internet that made the, oh man, I'm going to buy the White Album again in a new format. That's not a funny fucking joke. Wait, what was the... Every I, I saw on Tuesday morning, 45 people, I think, tweeted, oh man, what a drag. I'm going to have to buy the White Album again on another format. Why the White Album? What's the joke? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the joke. It's not funny. I know people buy the White Album a lot because it's an album. And By the way, it's not even called the White Album. I know. It's called the Beatles. That's correct. Yes. Anyway. That's not yes. the news I want to talk about. Uh, Web 2.0 conference was this week. Uh, Eric oh, Schmidt yeah. showed off. Cool stuff there. Uh, the Nex- Nexus phone. The Nexus S. Well, he, he didn't specifically name it. Yes. Uh, it's pretty much we expect the uh, Samsung phone. But um, the the big story there is that they're moving away from HTC. I mean, Nexus, the original Nexus 1 was their standard for essentially the desire, right? Desire, um, desire. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. exactly uh, which what model it was, but now they're going with. It looks like they're going with Samsung. So uh, we put a story earlier this week about uh, is Samsung taking over HTC as you know Google's favorite handset maker and the standard for for Android sets. And uh, you know, it's, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. I I think that if Google had two phones in a row built by HTC, then that would that would send did. the wrong message. They did have two phones. They had three phones well, on the road by HTC as Google phones. The Magic? Yeah, the, the Google. I mean, And the G1? G1 was HTC. Well, those are just Android phones. But those are Google. Those are the Google phones. But they didn't have Google branding on them. It's just the phones they handed out at I.O. They were, they were Google branded. They, they were Google. Well, but so is the Droid. The Droid, Droid is, says. No, no, no. But those are sold as Google. Like this is the Google second. The G1 and the, and the Magic were sold as HTC phones. I, I don't think they were sold I'm, as the Nexus One was the first thing that was sold as a Google phone without HTC branding on it. No, it was, it was Google. It was Nexus One by HTC. Oh, okay. And people think the Android scene is confusing. Any, can you believe it? <laughs> Be quiet, fanboy. Go listen to your Beatles songs. Uh, well, I'm a Windows Phone Seven fanboy. The the <laughs> it's good. I there, like there was a mock up of, of a Zune store with the, the monkeys now on uh, now. On I know. Zoom. I thought somebody made a tweet that was uh, in other news. The Beatles announced uh, Microsoft announced that Beatles, the monkeys are now available on Zune. Which what about the Rudels? Where are the Rudels? The Rudels. The Rudels. The Rudels. Rudels. The Rudels. Uh, I'm too, you too young to know that. You, you say you say biopic and you say rules. Right. I just like to make everything soft. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, no, the the 
yeah. Anyway, I think that they had to share, spread the love. I think it had to go to either Samsung or Motorola. Motorola would have wanted to smack the Verizon Droid branding on it. It's going to be a T-Mobile phone, which means it's of no interest to anybody but Android developers. Why would any? Why would put? Why would you put anything on T-Mobile? Isn't that you like know, the, the gimpiest of? Everybody network? says nice things to say about T-Mobile. I'm thinking about switching to T-Mobile just to see what the story is. Yeah, Norm's I think there was. I think there disgust. was. Um, there, there were previous relationships between Andy Rubin uh, and the Android team and T-Mobile. That's they made definitely the sidekick true. also. Well, and T-Mobile, T-Mobile was on board early with Android. I mean, the, there's a large installed base of Android users on T-Mobile, people who are really happy with T-Mobile it. T-Mobile so. had the first ever Android phone, right? Right, G1. exactly. I mean, that's it. So, okay, I guess that is, does that do it for news? Anything else? We, have a, we, have a, we don't have a tab yet. We haven't talked about it today. We, it's supposed to be coming next week. Uh, we'll post about it as soon as we can. There'll be a video. Uh, it may actually be the week after next since Thanksgiving's next week. We're very excited about that. Let's uh, let's we have a couple of questions real quick. Let's let's whiz through these. Uh, if you have questions, you can email them to podcast at tested dot com. We prefer audio questions. I play almost all of those unless they're offensive or something. So uh, let's let's hit the first one. This is uh, well, I don't know. I don't remember which one this one is. I don't hear anything. Hey, Tested, second audio okay. question. Sorry, I should have done this in the other one. I forgot, but here's a question. I, uh, my iPhone earbuds have some weird problems where sometimes when I'm using the inline mic, this is the iPhone 4 ones, the sound will jump, uh, go really low, then really loud and kind of stay there, and then my little kind of mic, inline mic, volume control, pause, all that stuff, completely stops working. So I'm just going under the assumption that they're busted. What would you recommend for some good new iPhone earphones. I don't want to get the Apple ones again. They're expensive and crap. So am I out of luck if I want the kind of pause, skip, volume up, volume down, if I want to buy some sort of third-party ones? I haven't really looked around. But again, what do you guys think? I want to know. Tell me. So what I use are actually the... um, uh, Shure M115 Pluses, I believe. Uh, they're kind of expensive. They're like a hundred bucks, uh, but they have the up, down, play, pause button. All three work. Uh, they're in ear, so you jam them in. They're noise isolating, not noise canceling or any of that business. Uh, have a bunch of really nice soft foam tips. Very comfortable. I quite like them. Hundred bucks. I don't know about it. Uh, the cheaper headphones I found are generally like pretty shitty. You know, I hear a lot of people uh, singing the praises of those uh, Apple uh, in ear earbuds, and I got oh. them, and I, I didn't like them at oh, all. They're terrible. Yeah, they're not good. Don't buy Apple earbuds. Apple earbuds, it, whenever I see somebody with Apple earbuds, I just assume they're deaf. I can't get the normal ones to stay in my ear. Yeah. They and just the, and, flop out. And the, and, the, and the in-ear ones that, you know, yeah, that, that go the right in there, they, I found the quality to be not, not good. Well, they sound bad and they're really uncomfortable. The Shures, I, I mean, I, there's a lot. I love the Shures. I love the Edemonics. Both of those are really good. I haven't tested a whole lot outside of that. Uh, generally, I say avoid things like Skull Candy and all those, the, the kind of $30 to $35, $40 ones. They're usually all manufactured by cheap OEMs. They don't sound very good. They don't last very long. Uh, just, you know, I'd, I, my, my feeling is buy one pair of good headphones, take good care of them, make them last four or five years, and don't uh, waste money on a bunch of cheap headphones. If you have an Apple store in your area, a good idea might be to go down there and just try a bunch of them because they have all the different iPods are always hooked up to many Ugh. many of the different headphones. I just have. hate jamming. I don't want to jam somebody else's ears into that's, my ears. That's well, they're super not, gross. You know, not necessarily that's like, the in-ear that's like sharing a sock. Right. What, just but, like putting <laughs> I'm, I'm in a shoe store. Normally, I'm going to put my finger in your ear. No, that's gross. Well, yeah, we, all, totally we, all, gross. we all have communal headphones on right now. Not you have about, communal like, headphones ear on. bacteria or anything. These came from my desk. 
Oh, okay. Headphones, are you one, are you one, of, are you one of those people that like wipes the the telephone receiver down? No, I don't. I don't use the phone. Fist bumps only. Yeah, bumps. Okay, another question. Hey, tested podcast. This is uh, Mr. Nitro PP of the Whiskey Media sites. I guess. Hello. Uh, I got an odd question for you. My girlfriend's Android Incredible keeps randomly setting the location to Budapest of all places, <laughs> uh, not you know Pennsylvania. Uh, I can't find anything pertinent on the internets to, uh, to figure this one out. It's kind of bugging her. So has this happened to you before with all your phones? That's a oh, weird one. Figure out how to fix this. All right. Thanks. Keep up the good work guys. Uh, I know that you can go into the settings and turn off automatic time and location. That would be the first thing I would probably try. Is that time location or GPS for geotagging? Uh, you can, well, you can turn off automatic time from the cell network. I know. And just set the clock manually. I don't know how that how closely those things are related. I I did a quick Google on this and I haven't I don't see anything. So well, um, he's looked on the internet. So. Yeah, no, I'm sure he's looked on the internet. I I would say call Verizon, see what they say. Maybe um, he has a bad um, GPS chip or something. I I can't I can't imagine. I bet it's a software problem. I, it, yeah, the other thing I would whatever do is, app you're using. With. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at your apps and most start, likely it's you know Twitter app which geotags. Yeah, but the geotag wouldn't set the default location to Budapest. I mean, does that mean it's in Hungarian all of a sudden? That's weird. I don't know. I have this uh, Casio Atomic watch, which auto calibrates the the, the times from different atomic clocks all over the world. But it constantly, often, I have to manually reset it because it thinks I'm in some other part of the world. Is it four nineteen? Is what four nineteen? Is it four nineteen? Right, right now, now it's four nineteen, but that's because I manually set it to say so. Seems- if I if I Go in and say, okay, order, I have to turn it off. If I say, okay, manually set the time for me, it'll, it'll think I'm somewhere in the world. At least I'll have the minutes right. Well, the, minutes are, the minutes are always right, no matter where you are in the world. Wait, there are some places that have like some half places hour that increments. Some places that are half right? hour increments, yeah. yeah. The, the, see, that's what annoys me about this. This is technology that does, does not impart wonder. If you have to go in and manually set the automatic setting watch, the te- that is not magic. Technology is actually my enemy. It's it's dark yeah. magic. It's ma- magic yeah. I have to fight against. It's like <laughs> it's like those Sony VCRs. You remember the old ones with like two knobs and fifty million buttons on the front, yes. and the giant remote, yes, and the flashing twelve. I remember the, the remote that had the big knob too. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you, I had a Ferguson Video Star was my first ever wow. VCR, and it had a top loading. And it had those oh, really, it had wow. those very clunky tactile piano keys that yeah, you had to push yeah. down. Yeah. You had to push down like an old tape recorder, record and play yeah. at the same together. time. Yeah, yeah. And it had a it had a remote, but it was on a cable. It was a wired remote. Oh yeah, we had one very similar to that. But ours, we had one that had a tuner that you could record stuff over the air. That was a separate box from the VCR part, mm. but they hooked together. And then they had wired remotes. Did it for have? Each any, one. Did it have any kind of wood panel finishing anywhere? Because that's how you tell really uh, old technology. No, but my parents have a Heathcliff Heathkit stereo. That I think a friend of my dad's put together for him that was all soldered, you know, self-soldered and all that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's all wood panel. You know, you know speaking of uh, watches, because you mentioned the watch, uh, there's been a resurgence of the iPod Nano watch this week. Do you think it's still reason. a bad idea? Uh, oh, I just saw an Engadget. They yeah, did a review of it They did a, a full again. review of it, which yeah. is like, first of all, way too late. And also, I felt like we had dismissed this no-brainer. idea moved on. It's not a good watch. No. It's terrible. Did the Don't Engadget review watch. conclude the same thing all yes, over but again? It was like... Why bother? It's it's no brainer. Is it because they just continue to release straps for it to convince it's, people it, that it is a good idea? It's because so many companies have straps. I think there's yeah. two new straps. And there are some attract. It, it looks like an attractive watch. It's just not functional. It's not not an option. It's, as a it's watch. not functional. But not only that, the physical design of the Nano with a clip makes it more bulky than it needs to be. Even right. if it was a watch, right? Right. I mean, clip it to your shirt. Don't put it on a watch, man. I have a question about time. 
Okay. It's going to sound like a noob question, but it's it, it's always bugged me, and maybe there's an obvious answer. I've got okay. I've got a theory, but I, the theory might make, make me sound stupid. Well, don't tell the theory but yet. You're from this. You're from maybe this part of the world, America, Tennessee, right? Tennessee is you're part from, of you're America. You're from like God's own country, and but regionally, the part that you're from. What's from, the time zone in Tennessee? It's there's two time zones. It's EST on the east side and Central Time on the right, west so, side. Right. So okay. So my question about Central Time is: it mm-hmm. why do TV shows start an hour earlier in Central Time? Uh, because they didn't do multiple feeds out of the network. Why do they say Jay Leno at 10, 9 Central? What's because that about? Because that's the same time. 10 Eastern time is 9 Central. So you're watching the East Coast feed. Oh, I see. But you're an hour. So Mountain oh, yeah. and, right. and Pacific it, are the same. And by then, it's always the rebroadcast well, already. Well, Pacific aren't the same. I mean, they're the same for the same. It's going to be it, 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. Because, right? yeah, they're just showing a re-airing but, of the East but Coast But because those feed. are re-airings and not live, they don't care. Right. They're not going to sync up Mountain and Pacific. To have I see. 10 right. Mountain, 9 Pacific. I see. Right. So you live in, but if you live in the central time zone, you just oh, got to get used to the shows being on an hour No, earlier. central time zone's awesome because that means everything's on. Like Letterman is off at 11 o'clock. And it's still live. Or 11.30. And it's live. Yeah, and it's still live. So you like Saturday Night Live finishes at midnight in Central Time, not one o'clock. Do you want to know what my theory was? What was your theory? I thought that because in Central Time they maybe have a lot of farmers that need to be up early in the morning. That's <laughs> totally that racist, they man. Have the TV on earlier. Totally racist. I know that is kind of racist. I apologize. For I don't that. think racist, that's what racist means. Racist against farmers. Yeah. But let's end with that. Yeah. Okay. Great show. If you have questions, podcast at tested.com. Run those questions through Levelator. They sound better. That last guy did that. It sounded awesome. I appreciate that. The first that. guy was a little low. The first guy was real soft. We had to crank it way up to hear him. So the do that. Part, the best part was the hesitation. The second guy, when he said his username on Giant Bomb. Yes. I'm, I need to think about it for a second. Yeah. Do I want to own giving this? That out. Do I want to own this? Uh, so for Norman Chan, Gary Witta, I'm Will Smith. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. Leave a comment. Hey, and be sure to check out our Facebook page. We've been doing some pretty cool stuff over there. So there's a lot of shit going on. It's facebook.com slash testedcom. I would, but I just unfriended you this week. I'm so sad. <laughs> Hi there. I didn't see you. Tested. and you put them on. They are one of man's first inventions. Fake outtakes. What do you think the first shoes that men ever wore? Do you think they were just like leaves that they just strapped to the soles of their feet? Skins. Don't you think? Leaves wouldn't do much good. Don't you think Maybe a piece a, of wood? I think it would be amazing. If I had a time machine, those are the things I'd actually want to go. Yeah. The, like, the, like literally the first person who figured out like what a wheel was. Or I would, the dude out. who invented beer. Well, that would have been like in ancient Egypt or something, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's the that's the parable, right? You found honey in the in the beehive over the pond and yeah. drunk animals. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of I'd love to be there. Like the first caveman was like walking along, going, "Ooh, these rocks are a little bit unpleasant under my feet." If I could, <laughs> because you think we take it for granted now, but it requires some level of thinking to think. Well, I could strap something to the soles of my feet, and that would cushion the unpleasantness. Well, and then there's you know, other- he ruined it for all of us because then we would have tougher feet. You're saying we would have evolved stronger, hairier yeah. feet. We'd have been like hobbits. Yeah, we would have. Had, well, we still, you know, I, I have pretty tough. I have calluses on on my feet. So, so you, does this mean that hobbits just didn't ever think they didn't? Nobody ever thought, oh, hey, we should put some shoes on. So they just evolved bigger, hairier, hairier feet. gnarlier feet. So do you think we would have just had feet that like where you could like stick a pin in them and you wouldn't notice it because the It'd be skin like would become so hard? A thick layer of skin and plus maybe like ridges for grip. See, if those cavemen weren't, weren't so impatient, they could have just let evolution do its job. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Evolution takes a long time. And you know what? We don't want to have these fucking five fingers. Hey, it's not too late to start hey, now. Well, let's all don't, take our don't shoes off. Don't give me off. shit about the five fingers. Let's all take our shoes off and kickstart the evolutionary 
change in our feet. What the fuck? I've been saying this for months. So wearing those bullshit Vibrams is not any part of it. Oh, those things are awesome. They're so comfortable. That's why you don't wear them anymore. I don't wear them anymore because everybody gave me nonstop shit about it. So instead I got a kooky hat. What do you think is the, was the greatest invention? Of all the, time? The wheel, probably, right? It's got to be the wheel. Fire. I think the wheel I don't know if fire, fire counts as an invention. Well, no, what discovery then? Yeah. Somebody, we, somebody discovered that a circular, circular object when rolled across the ground is very useful. Mm, I'm going to have to think about this some. This requires some thought. The wheel versus fire. Weapon. Using, Can you using, insert using objects as, as weapons to yeah, kill I, other beings. Well, I, it's kind of a dark place. You've that's just kind of a general concept, though. Like I can use this any anything to well, hit two, someone with. Yeah, I'm cool. going to go with the unicycle because it's a device built killer only for whimsy. Shows our better side. Well, so I mean, 2001, 2001 goes more with Norm, right? Where the first real, the first real discovery was that I can use this bone to smash. It was a dark with. time, though. They'd been in Vietnam for a long time. Everybody was always pissed off about. Oh wait, hold That's, on. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of the wrong Kubrick movie. No, 2001 was shot at the end of Vietnam. Oh, I thought you were talking about Full Metal Jacket. No, no, no. Yeah, 2001 is a the the preface for 2010 is Arthur Clarke talking about how if we hadn't pissed away all that money in Vietnam, we would have floating space stations that you could go visit on a Pan Am space shuttle. My question about fire is, I imagine the first time anyone ever saw it would have been like a lightning strike or something. That's the generally or lava. But, but then how do you? But then how do you? Recre- the question is, but how do you then recreate it? Because it's not an easy thing to do. Like you don't, you can't just instantly mm, make it. I think after a while you kind of figure it out. You learn the rules of fire. Well, it like would you, be created you, through friction, right? I mean, you've got to like yeah. really or kind Flint of and steel. on a really dry day. Right, but you've really got to kind of like bash away at it for a while. Take to your glasses, result. put some water in them. I don't. It's kind of hard for me I to figure it out. How, I, I don't know. I would have got bored of like bashing like two rocks together. I don't think they were smart enough to get bored because that's the thing from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Yeah. The guys broadcasting to all intelligent life forms and to all the others bang two rocks together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much of my life has been shaped by Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> I think somebody did it by accident. I think. I think. I think. Ugh. One day, yeah. was was banging a, a rock against another rock, trying to do something else, and it created a spark. You don't think it was like two caveman bros with a big lighter trying to light farts on fire? Well, the, the, no, you know, that came later. Long evolution. Okay. I mean, the spark to create fire. They must have done that for dozens of years, right? Just bang rocks together, hoping to get a spark. Well, think about what a competitive advantage having. Like, I think that they carried fire around. Like, they had a, a, a like a carrying thing with a little roof on it in case it rained, just to keep the spark going because they didn't know how to start the fire again. Well, I've got another one. That's, about, a, that's a huge competitive well, advantage against other useful. tribes. It yeah. light, it light, it's light in, in, at night, which yeah. is great. Well, it scares animals away, and you can cook your food, warm. so you well, don't that, always I, have the shit. Okay, but that's that's the one I'm interested in because all the other things are evident. It's immediately evident that animals retreat from fire. It's immediately evident that it, it gives light at night uh-huh. it's and, and warmth. Which is all good. How, how did people figure out that food is tastes better when it's cooked? Mm. Uh, where's that? Where does that leap come from? Because for, for, for many years, cavemen would have and just been cannibalism. Eating, they would kill a deer or whatever, and they would just eat the raw guts of it. So, so who so figured odd. out that? Oh, if we, we if we burn it, it actually is, it tastes better. Did you think some f- food fell in a fire by accident or something? It's a good question, Gary. Yeah, I'm blowing. We need to get I'm an anthropologist on the show. I'm blowing, yeah, we should. I'm, this, or this time machine stuff. Time machine. A time machine. I think an anthropologist is probably easier to get hold of. Probably. I don't think time machines are real. They, they're not going to know. I mean, who would know? You can't. You know. I bet. I bet some. I bet fifteen people have written dissertations about this. It's an interesting subject. Yes. I, I, again, if any of our listeners are still yeah. listening, if anybody's smart enough to the to two know. people that are still the two people that are still listening, probably are the people most likely to have the answer to this question as well. well they're shit. already writing the emails. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know. Post how, comments, guys. What do you think came first, fire or the wheel? Fire. Fire. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Well, no, fire. not the discovery. Uh, the discovery of it, certainly, because, again, they would have discovered fire. it through volcanoes. Oh, you mean re- repeatableness? The ability to create fire, yeah. I think fire. I think once you have fire, fire becomes the thing you want more than anything else. What do you think was the first application of the wheel? What was the wheel when they first, when they say, you know, they say, oh, we invented the wheel. What was it? What was that wheel used for? Uh, rolling. Uh, it, I don't think rolling, it was so much a wheel as uh, maybe a ball. I think a rod. Yeah, it would have been a roll, a, like, a, 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 a spherical, like a, like a, a boulder or something. No, like no, 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 no. I think it was, I think it was like, a li- like a tree trunk that was unusually straight that they could put something heavy on and roll down a hill. And what? Wait, p- 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 to what you know, purpose? Some, sometimes I listen to Smodcast and those guys talk about things that they know absolutely nothing about. And I've always wondered how that happens. And now <laughs> and I know. And now you know. Yeah. But, but, no, but, I have no but, idea. But at least we're coming at it from the point of view we're admitting that we don't know about it. Well, and we, it's we're trying outtakes. to figure it out. It's not like we're talking about Helen Keller being uh, mentally retarded. I don't know anything about that either. Oh. That was a, that was one of the, my favorite podcasts. I saw The Miracle Smart, Worker. Yeah. That's about as, as good, good as movie. it gets. Yeah. But no, I think it was, I mean, would they have used it to like flatten something? Like the, the, the like idea a rolling of, pin? The, well, yeah. I don't know. The idea of the idea you know, of like a, a platform a, on wheels being used for transport, that's a fairly high end well, that, that's, application. That's, that's a good question because it could have been like an agriculture thing. Like they had all this wheat that they were finding and they didn't know how to get it and they were like picking the kernels on that took too long. So then they got a thing that they could they, roll they over crush the wheat it, yeah. and crush it to get the chaff out. Maybe right. that's it. I don't know. I wonder right. how fast that – We got to have some anthropology. Once they got that, how long was it before they, they figured out they could hollow out the wheel – and then maybe it spokes. Probably well, thousands that's the, well, of years. But that's the thing. Well, here's the thing. The next, the next big thing is the axle. That's the next big invention. Is the, the idea that you can link two well, wheels together and actually create a moving platform? Right. That's the next big thing. Probably, yeah. Or wedges, because then you can use them to the, like, fir- split the first wood and wheeled rock and device like for transport would have been presumably some kind of cart or barrow. I would think that you could put things in and, and pull it behind you to take. You know, once you, you know, well, it was probably a travoy. It was the first thing, right? Like, just like a travois, the sled. A tr- oh. It's like the two two poles. You put a cloth or a hide or something between it, and you can drag stuff. Yeah, but that's wheelless, you. though. That right? is wheelless. Okay. But then, the, oh, once you have the wheel, wheel that. you're like, holy shit, we could put this round thing that we used to crush the wheat under here, and all of a sudden you have a uh, you have a, a cart. And you, you think actually, it's quite impressive because these ideas must be much more difficult to communicate without language, and particularly they had very limited language back then. Language was the greatest invention. I, again, this is, where, this is where an anthropologist – that's true. This is where an anthropologist would be interesting is did they by – the, by the time they invented the wheel, did they already – was there already a guy that could say, hey, you know what would be great? A wheel. Or were they just going ooga booga ooga and then they <laughs> – oh, Making circle <laughs> shapes. Drawing things in the – Grunting. <laughs> the question I have is what do you do when the Neanderthals move in down the street? Is that – are you talking about Stone Age racism here? Well, if you're a human and there's Neanderthals – you know, you're 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 Wait, you Homo the, sapien. They're Homo Neanderthals. Yeah, but by the time you're a Homo sapien, haven't all the you've no no there was a there was right? a period of time when they were both around at the same time. Oh, really? After the dinosaurs, before us? Huh? Yeah. I mean, is, like, is it war, or are you just like, hey, look at the fucking big foreheads? My knowledge of this is all kind of limited to that episode of Star Trek where they were starting to de-evolve into. Oh, that was hominids. a good episode. That was ridiculous. These are the longest outtakes ever. This, I think I've this been waiting the real. Before, that's what she said. I think we, way to close off the outtakes. <laughs> I think at this, for the I think at this time point now. we should just do this as a whole bonus podcast. <laughs> this, this, stuff is gold. This, this is next week's podcast gold, right here. Jerry. Now. This is your Thanksgiving special. Welcome podcast. to the Thanksgiving special. Of this is only a test. Here, things to be thankful for that you're not as stupid as the three people you're about right. to hear espousing on caveman evolution. That's what she said. Are we offending Christians right now who presumably don't believe in any I'm, of this I'm, stuff? I'm. I'm neither confirming nor denying. 
I have no feelings. What do Christians way. believe that God just said, "Hey, when, here's a wheel." This is a trap. This is a hand came out of the sky and said, "Check out these wheels." Great show, guys. Adam and Eve went. That's awesome. Thanks for. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Witt's home address is. Please send mail bombs there. That's awesome. High five. Yeah. I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we're probably done. I think we got to dig home much deeper than that. I think I'm.